What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm your host, Nick, joined by Allie and Amanda. How are you ladies doing? Good. It was a good episode. Very fun. Yes. Michelle is so vibrant. I uh, feel energized. Yeah. Michelle Collins, our guest. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, we, we get into a lot. But how are you doing? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what what's going on amanda no 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 <laughs> no i'm just like uh <laughs> sorry so is it could could i be more boring and <laughs> nondescript in, wait i'm concerned what's going on <laughs> no no i'm okay <laughs> i i just i feel like nobody on going deeper cares about my relationship status we would love to hear if you want to no just like i think i i think i'm just like at a point where i'm feeling like a little bit like restless in my relationship, like a little bit like not not the end of the world by any mm -hmm. means, but like it's it's hard. He's away for like four weeks. So it's like been doing a pseudo long distance thing. And I think it's just like adjusting and also in that adjustment being like, hmm, larger reflections. That was very nondescript. <laughs> Well, I don't want him to listen to this and be like, and as, first of all, as if he would fucking take the time to listen to something I made. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but like, there's no, first of all, zero percent chance he listens to this. But like, I don't know. It's still like, you want to be like polite to people. We've just been mm -hmm. having like, we've just been fighting recently is what it is. I feel like Amanda might be on the dating market sooner than later. <laughs> it's not. That's, this is an outside point of view. I'm getting this from no information other than. Just sensing some disruption in the force for you. Disruption? It's not not broken. You know, there's. I feel like there's a chance of that. But there's also a chance like we figured out this is just like a weird little moment of turbulence and the plane stabilizes. Yeah. If I may. Yes. It um, is your show. And you will, whether you may or may <laughs> it not. It is called The Vile Files. <laughs> you could say no. No, please. May away. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Uh, I think you have a really good relationship with a really great guy that has a lot of potential and definitely it would be easy, I think, for you to say maybe right guy, wrong time, things like that. At the end of the day, though, I feel like you might come to find out that it was just good guy, but not the one. That's the thing that I think is really hard to suss out. Okay, I'll get, this is not even the tea, but like I do think there's a little bit of this like kind of question about being like, are you considering the future? Like, that's what really my big question for him. It's not what does the future hold for us? How, like, but is that something you're considering? And I don't feel like I have a lot of clarity on that at present. We and how long have you been dating? Um, like, hooking up or dating? Dating. Dating since, like, beginning of April? Yeah, spring. Spring. It's a long time. Six months. And you yeah. have no idea what he's thinking or feeling about the future. Yeah, as it relates to the relationship, no clue. That's a problem. It's not ideal. It's a problem. Yeah. Well, otherwise, what's the point? If there's no, no common goal. I just think, uh, yeah, I, but I, I just feel like you, yeah, you are someone who's very intentional and like future-based and you've talked about like at some point, not now, but like you would love to move back to like the East Coast and like raise your kids there. So I just feel like, you, but like you think far ahead you you have that oh, in mind yeah. and that was one of the reasons i like uh when we first met like one of the he was talking to one of my friends and he was like yeah i've always like kind of wanted to settle down in boston yeah. or chicago and i was like it was like a it was, it was a plus <laughs> for him at the beginning yeah but the reason that i'm like it's not the end of the world is like i'm 25 
I still don't know. I don't even know if I see a future with him. I just know that I'm like wondering and I don't know that he is. And the the thing, the reason that I'm like, you know, I don't know that this is like the end of the world is that I do think there's a lot of value in like, I think there's relationships where you're building something for the future. And I think there's relationships where you're taking care of each other in the present. And obviously, like when you're building stuff for the future, it goes without saying you're also trying to take care of each other in the moment. But I think it's fair to say that like there's some relationships where you might not think that like long term it's feasible, but like you can add a ton of value and care to each other's life in the present. And so it's like worthwhile in that way. And so I think it's just hard. I think being long distance where you can't add that same amount of care is like kind of the thing where it's like, okay, well, like what is this built on then? You did a lot of talking and none of it is wrong, but you are not talking about your problem because that all might be true, but that doesn't really address the problem. You just don't know. You don't even know which one it is. That's your problem. I, yeah, no, I don't know if it's, this is, if this is relationship is more about just focusing on the present and then being like a, a temporary relationship that you guys will reflect on in the past, or maybe you like are doing that now and building to the future. You just don't know. And that's, what's eating you up. And it's that confusion that's frustrating you. Yeah. And yeah, you've went on, you went in this whole like, you know, two minute tangent of how either could be ideal and that's could be true. I won't argue that, but you don't, you don't know. And after dating someone for six months, but then I'm like, maybe that is my, like, maybe if like the future stuff hasn't come up, then sure. it's like, that's your answer, girl. Well, sure. But you're also avoiding having the conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. He, I, yeah. I think we don't uh, necessarily. You should know after dating, if you're in a committed relationship, you're saying, I love you. You're spending a crazy amount of time uh, with each other. Uh, you're committed. You should have an idea of each other's like, purpose for this relationship i think he comes from the perspective like when it has come up in the past he's just like spoken about really valuing like present interactions and i think from him he's like how would we even have that conversation when like i don't know like i'm still getting to know you i is the sense that i get from him yeah but that's a cop out to a certain extent like you're not like you're a smart person you know what i'm saying like and you don't have your answer and that is and you can assume his answer and maybe that is your answer if he, if you, but you, it sounds like, and I know this because we've talked about this, but you've avoided holding him to the fire and asking very specific questions to get very specific answers. Yeah, I have. And I might keep doing it. That's <laughs> your journey. <laughs> no, I just like, I, I just want to be conscious of not like shitting on him or shitting on him or making it sound like he's doing something wrong when it's like, I think you're I, doing something wrong. <laughs> Okay, there we go. I just want to be clear that it's like... I mean, he might be too, but you're not asking the questions for some reason. Maybe it's because you're afraid of the answers. I think I'm asking the questions. <laughs> but I think I'm, I'm not... I'm not actually... I'm asking the questions in the middle of a paragraph of me talking. Yeah. And then not actually, like, making him answer the question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're venting and you're kind of putting it out there. And a really, like, considerate person would probably try to have this conversation, but he seems to avoid wanting to have this conversation. And you're right. There are some, there are some answers in there, but you could just do yourself the favor of getting the clarity that you seems like you want and just asking a very specific question and demanding a very specific answer. And you're not asking him if he wants to marry you today. You're just asking him like, do you see this going anywhere? Do you see yourself settling down three to five years? Because you, you should be able to answer that question in a, six months into a relationship. 
Yeah, I see it. I don't know. It could change tomorrow. But I see it. That's why I'm dating you. Otherwise, like, you know, other people do want, like, temporary girlfriends and boyfriends. You don't, though. Not with him. That's not how you ever saw him. Mm. Yeah, I guess. You were talking about Boston with kids. Well, (laughs) I just mean it's nice not knowing that there's, like, these landmines that are going to go off. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, my ex, it was a big thing that, like, he didn't want kids. And it was, like, at one point, I was, like, I'm fucking 21. Like, I don't want kids anytime soon. You're just negotiating with yourself. I am. (laughs) And let me tell you, I have a great lawyer. (laughs) Book club update. Um, If you want to join a Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday book club, which is kind of a book club, but also kind of just like a community place to go to support each other in relationships and dating, basically kind of just like create a little network in your city. They're popping up. They are Facebook groups. You can search it on Facebook as D-T-Y-E-H-B dash your city. I'm going to go through the cities that currently are up and running Uh, That's not to say there won't be more. There's other ones in progress. But as of now, you should be able to find Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, Phoenix, Dallas, Columbus, Boston, Sacramento, Denver, New York City, Toronto, and Philadelphia. So just search for the DTYEHB book club dash any of those cities. Request to join the Facebook group. They're all being managed by some lovely people. So do that or go to our Vile Files Instagram. We'll have swipe we'll have swipe up links on our Instagram stories and look for that. I hope you all join. I hope you're all enjoying the book. Thanks for everyone who's read the book, reviewed it. Uh, can't thank you guys enough. If you haven't checked out Don't Text Your Ex, Happy Birthday. I don't know what you're waiting for, but it's still available. Go to vilefiles.com for all the appropriate links, uh, audiobooks, Amazon, indie bookstores, international, uh, all that fun stuff. If you have purchased it on Amazon, please leave a review. A verified review is always helpful uh, for those people who bought it on Amazon. And uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, our final episode is next week on Going Deeper. Uh, just want to uh, preemptive thank you to everyone who's been with us. Uh, a lot of you have listened to every episode we've ever had. I can't say enough about how appreciative I am for everyone who's listened. If you're new to the show, uh, it's great. Uh, you know, it's uh, it means a lot that you guys have have been with us uh, and supported the show, have told friends about this show. Uh, it's you guys who have helped grow this show, and we appreciate it. And uh, so next week will be a big week, uh, and excited to bring it to you. Let's get to Michelle Collins. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Life is hard, and you know, there's not there's a million ways to do life well, and there's a million ways to do life poorly, and sometimes we just want to get. We just want to work through things. We want to talk through things. And BetterHelp is there to help people do that. If you've ever struggled with your thoughts and concerns and you just feel like you've either exhausted your friends or family or honestly, maybe you're just getting bad advice, BetterHelp is there. Uh, Online therapy made simple and easy. The hard part sometimes about starting therapy is just knowing where to go and finding the right therapist. And BetterHelp is making that easier than ever before. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists, and they have so many different therapists. So many therapists are signing for BetterHelp every day. And the best part about that is they can find the right therapist for you because so much about therapy is finding the right person. So whether you're stuck in a rut, having relationship problems, money problems, just overall stress, maybe health problems, maybe family dynamics, it really doesn't matter. BetterHelp is there for you. Uh, you can do it out of the convenience of your home, a tablet, your phone, your computer. You can do it face-to-face. You can do audio only if you want to have that privacy. Whatever you're most comfortable with, BetterHelp makes it easy for you. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't 
be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash vilefiles. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. Helix Sleep. Hey, I can't say enough about my Helix mattress. It's the best mattress in the world. I hate leaving my bed. I love returning to my bed. I don't know what else to say. I'll be a Helix Sleep customer for life because their mattresses are incredible. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models and mattresses for big and tall sleepers, and even mattresses made for kids. I'm a side sleeper myself, but you might be a stomach sleeper, a back sleeper. Uh, you, you might like firm. You might like soft. You might, might like something in the middle. You might like to feel cool. There's all these different options. Helix has the right one for you. Plus, Helix mattresses are American-made and come with a 10 to 15-year warranty depending on the model. And remember, you get to try it for 100 nights risk-free, even if you don't love it, and I know you will. It's a Helix Sleep Matrix, but you do get to try it for 100 nights. You can return it. You won't, but you can. And if you don't want to take my word for it, Helix Sleeps has been awarded number one mattress picked by GQ and Wire Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleeping medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash V-I-A-L-L with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Michelle, how's it going? Nikki. So good to have you. Nikki, you're the first person I'm seeing uh, in Los Angeles. How long has it been since you've been here? Probably five years. Where you been? I've been all all over, babe. I was in lockdown in New York City, left, uh, went to London. I was in Amsterdam, Italy. Like I've done all kinds of things. How long are you in Europe for? I was in Europe, honestly, since, I don't know, I've been in London for like oh, six months, probably total in the past year. Wow. Yeah. Just skirting the um, the visa regulations. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Like a day before, I'm like, all right, I got to go. Bye. Did you like the food in London? You know, I have to tell you, I uh, don't love the food in London, but what I do like about it is the convenience because so many people are drunk there. They make it very easy to get food. So if you want a sandwich, if you want a coffee, like no problem. Amsterdam is the opposite where if you're hungry in Amsterdam, you have to sit down for an hour and get a meal. Like you can't go in and grab like a wrap. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very frustrating for a lady on the go as myself. So, yeah. Is the food better in Amsterdam, though? No, no. It's not. Not it's at just, all. It's just no, longer. It's no better. No better. longer. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you here. I've, I'm excited. I've wanted you on the show uh, since I started it, and it only took 497 episodes yeah. to get you here. Uh, uh, worth the wait, I feel it, worth, too. And how, it's great to see you. It is worth oh the wait. Oh, my God. And for the, I don't know if people remember that Michelle announced me as The Bachelor. I did. I remember, and I was very excited. Yeah. Do you remember? I do remember. And then I re I remember when I found out I was The Bachelor and like nine people in the world knew, and I was at Kakoni's with my then agent, like kind of secretly telling him. And then I ran into you, who was at the time hosting, what was it called? After Paradise. After Paradise. Yep. And I was just like, I wanted to tell you, but I couldn't <gasps> tell you. And like, I knew, cause I knew you didn't even know. And and here we are. Full circle. Uh, that was honestly, working on that show was for me, one of the greatest uh, television gigs I've had after Paradise. It was fun. I loved it. Silly and fun. Yeah. It was great. They let me be funny. That's all I ask. People who are like, yeah, do your thing. Great. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. The great Sean Lowe. Great Sean Lowe. You keep in touch with him? No. Yeah, same. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. <laughs> he is, but no, we don't talk. Yeah, anyway. And then turns out you tweeted or posted something about Love is Blind. 
and how you've been obsessed with the show. And as something, I had no idea where you were in the world. Right. And I DM'd you. I said, is there any chance you're going to be in LA next week? And you said, fortuitously, oh my God, I'm literally coming there next week. You summoned me into I this. I summoned you to LA. Into this flat brown town. And here I am. And, here and I are. landed yesterday and you said, can you do uh, uh, the day? And I said, I'm landing the night before. So here we are. Here and we I'm are. in the valley for you. Well, you know what the valley is known for? And this is definitely porn? on brand. The best home goods. If you want to go to a good home goods. I have one Did you just house. say porn? Yeah, porn. It is the valley known is known for, for porn. porn. That's where they shoot them at the home goods. You, yeah. On all those <laughs> fake velveteen <laughs> chaises. That's Get why a pillow. Porn that's, is about the set. That's why everything's half off. <laughs> That's exactly right. Like now, is this stain going to get an extra ten percent? They're like, that's part of their charm when yeah. you go in. Well, but yeah, Zelza Avenue. Are you near Zelza? No. The the home goods off of Ventura. Oh yeah, that's an okay one. It's okay. The Zelza one, people, and I will never forget the name of that avenue. If you need plates, you need sofas. I'm not paid by them. I should be fabulous. So okay. happy to be back. Happy happy yeah. to have you here. Thanks, Nikki. Uh, well, we have a lot to get into. Obviously, love is blind. But before we do, do we have any? Yeah, should we start with Celebrity Halloween? Yes, please. So, yes. Okay, so obviously <laughs> Heidi wormed her way into everyone's hearts and oh, minds. Well <laughs> Boo. I felt bad. I felt bad about it when good. I was saying it. I didn't oh, come good. to the valley for that. I'm yeah. just going to tell you right now. <laughs> I drove an hour. I don't together. <laughs> I'm not a big fun person. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, I can run through some standouts. I think uh, Heidi Klum's like incredibly realistic worm one comes to mind first and foremost. When did she get her start at, at, at being the person who's like going to own Halloween? Because it was when she was with Seal. Because I remember didn't, they, they used to, she always had that party, mm -hmm. which I've never scored an invite to. But Nor have I. Yeah. that, y'all, that worm is one of the funniest things. I have to say, like, you think, how can she top it? Because every year she shows up and mm -hmm. so it must cost thousands. It is arguably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And did you see when she took the the worm part off what she looked like? I did not see that. You really should Do look because she put on like, she had like a very slinky, sexy lingerie. The body obviously still perfect, oh. which is frustrating. But then has the worm face on like a big, you have to say, it's, it's incredible. Like a sticky toffee pudding. I don't even know what it looks like, but it's fabulous. It's on the internet, yeah? Yeah, yeah. You have two computers. You can do it faster. Look up Worm Slinky Lingerie Heidi. And it's all the home goods photos comes up. Worm Slinky. <laughs> Look up Human Centipede Heidi. See what happens. Ah, uh, okay. You oh, see it? my God. Yes. No, but you have to zoom in on the face because the face. How did she even walk in it, Nick? I don't know. I think she got carried. Sweet. She did the worm. That's like, cute. Around. <laughs> Wait, scroll. No, you have to no. scroll up to the face. It doesn't matter Sorry. if you don't have the Sorry. face in it. It's. Oh, wow. that's terrifying. <laughs> that's haunting my dreams. I love it. Oh, my God. Uh, Heidi, Victoria's Secret fashion show, you know? I just love it. It's a new look. Um, were there any other, like, standout costumes that you guys saw? I can also. Do you have your, give us a top five or ten to pick from. We had, well, there were two Marge Simpsons. I saw that. Which was kind of fun. Cardi Wait, B and Lizzo, Lizzo both went as Marge Simpson. Okay. We had. Uh, I saw Lizzo's. Yes. It was great. Cardi B's was um, very similar. She was in a corset as opposed to um, like a midi Fashion Nova sequin <laughs> dress, which is what Lizzo was wearing. Let's be real. Oh, my. Sexy Cardi, March. Cardi's sexy. Cardi, Cardi's like hot March. Cardi is porn March. Okay. Man. She's at the home goods, honey. Mm. Yellow stains on every <laughs> zebra <off>. printed. <laughs> There was also Kendall Jenner's costume, which was a sexy Toy Story. Uh, I was into it. You liked that? Sorry. Mm -hmm. Let me see that. Pull it up. 
I mean, she clearly looks good. She would no, look she good look in good. a paper bag, though. Sure. It's Kendall Jenner. But, like, what do you mean? You know, I did not like it. No, no, no. I didn't say. I actually thought that she went more. I didn't know how sexy she took it. I thought she went more like Woody from Toys R Us, like just mm. with the apron well, on. She had I mean, she kind of looked like, didn't Woody have like a cowboy girlfriend in the that's movie? No, it's Jessie. That's what she, yeah. that's who she is? Yeah. Oh, okay. But she she looks just like that. Slightly different. Um, outfit on her Instagram like they all do like their official photo shoots first and then she wore kind of a sexier version like out I think but the amount of time and money and yeah. effort that the Kardashians put into like their photo shoots just for Instagram for Halloween blows my mind if I could just but keep it real it. at this point in my life like I enjoy a little bit of Halloween parties but like also eh. and like it's oh. really about the gram you know dress up take a photo honestly if you if any we went to two Halloween parties yeah and if Natalie at any point said, I don't feel like going out, after we got the picture done, I was good to go. 100% I, agree. I could have stayed home. I don't, yeah. like, I just want the photo, I just want the credit. Yeah. Tell me I look good. Tell me we look cute. You know, have a couple troll comments. Call it a day. Yeah. And I don't have to, like, go out. You know? I agree with and you. And explain my costume to half the people, you know? I was I was in seen London. Rabbit. By the way, I thought you guys looked great. She looked stunning. She looked She great. looked as good as any of the models that you're pulling she up. She looked great. I'm just an accessory. Which is fine. Totally Honestly, fine. I think it's great. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit, it was like sloppy Roger Rabbit. It was a little like loose. Minimal effort. <laughs> yeah, I put yeah. it to, I, I, It's like divorced Roger Rabbit. I put <laughs> it together in 90 seconds off of Amazon. I bought a bunny onesie, oh. I bought red pants, and I bought suspenders and a bow tie. Wait, you're on it. so many lists now. Like, who's the guy with the, the, the bunny onesie? Like, all the creepy, like, well, I won't I'm say I'm going to start just getting fur, you know, furry emails. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to join our club? I was in London when they don't celebrate Halloween, or at least not in the same way that we do with the same vigor that Americans do. But I was invited to a party Saturday night, so I went into town, and their Halloween shops are not professional. It's like where they normally sell cigarettes and vapes. They get like angel wings. Like you have to go into one of those kind of stores. So I went into two they to don't find have giant pumpkins that like show up in nothing. your city. Yeah. The Brits are just, I mean, you know. They're just not into it. But I went to get cat ears because I wanted my costume. I was going to do cat ears and then like my liner, all black. And then I was going to be Ariana Extra Grande. And I thought that was very funny. And then I couldn't find any cat ears anywhere oh. in London sold out. Went out that night and just everyone looked a mess. I think when you don't take it as seriously and no offense to you. <laughs> but when you get like kind of a crappy costume, it actually makes it scarier than like these super high end ones. Like when it's just bad enough, that's when the nightmares kick in. You're not me. sure if it's a costume or like yeah. they're just walking. Yes. Like I hate that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I do think it's a good night to go out though because you have an instant conversation starter with everyone and it's like an that immediate vibe check. Like it's very the way people handle Halloween and address it says a lot about it is a good conversation. It also yeah, makes with it a lot of maniacs. so easy to, I was, my mom asked me over the weekend, she was like, well, what's the, like, what's the dress code? How formal is it? I'm like, it's just costumes. Yeah. There is no <laughs> level of formality, which is great because you don't have to think through like, oh, what, what are you wearing? It's just, I'm like, a costume's a costume. It really doesn't matter. Except for speaking of that, Kim Kardashian did share a very funny story yeah. on her Instagram about showing up at her uh, good friend. Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy, yep. Yes, it was Tracy Ellis Ross's mm -hmm. birthday dinner and she showed up in full costume. Tracy's just in her off the shoulder red dress. Yeah. Kim mm. is uh, full, but you know. It's That's an amazing costume. Yeah. Yeah. 
You don't, I don't think know. so? You know what? I think that I'm just really cynical lately. And for example, I see like a lot of adult men dressing up like very realistic Paddington bears. I really don't like that. Like there is something about that to me that does read as like keep 100 feet away from schools for me. Uh, you know, it, you get to a certain age where when you take it that seriously, it's just like a little bit like she's a mom. She has kids. Dress your kids up. Go put something kind of cute on. Like you saw Ryan Gosling went out with like a skull mask on and just to take the kids trick-or-treating. That's sweet. But that to me is a little bit like, I don't know. I don't like it. Well, you didn't I, like the mystique. I had trick-or-treating was last night. Yeah. Uh, and as a homeowner, it felt like it was, oh. it was like, you know, Nellie and I were giving out candy. It felt like very homey, like adulting. And, and it was great. But in my neighborhood, I think it is a lot of it seems to be a lot of like one and two year old, maybe three very year cute. old. Very young. Very cute. However, I feel like trick-or-treating was more about the parents because a lot of the trick-or-treaters were kids who like had no idea what they were doing. Mm. You know, most of them didn't even know how to ask for candy. You know, I was just like handing out <laughs> handfuls and the parents were like decked out. You know, it was it was more it was like having a, you know, that first birthday party parents throw. Yeah. You know, with their friends and their the kid has no idea what's going on. I'm not a Halloween person. I always feel like Halloween is an excuse for people who throughout the year are a little bit flat to be like really nuts, to get wasted, to be like, this is actually the person I want to be all year, but I can only do this tonight. And so as a person who is kind of funny, I'm like, I don't you guys have fun. It's like that New Year's thing. I love New Year's actually, but have fun, get wasted. I'm going to watch the new White Lotus episode and have a good time on my own, you know? When it comes to choosing a wireless plan, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total by Verizon, a new no-contract, no-credit-check carrier for you and your family with plans starting at just $30 per month on America's most reliable 5G network. Sacrifice nothing, experience everything. Total by Verizon is available at totalbyverizon.com and at retailers nationwide. Based on first place rankings and Root Metrics first half 2022 5G assessments of 125 metros. Experiences vary, not an endorsement. Is part of it the pressure though? Like feeling like a funny person on Halloween has to like really pull out all the stops? 100%. Has there been any Halloween costume in your past that you're very proud of? Oh, yes. One. Oh, this is so highbrow. You're all going to hate it. I hosted a Halloween party at LACMA like seven, eight years ago. And that's the uh, museum in LA for those who don't know. And you had to dress up like your favorite character from a painting. So I was the woman in Sunday at the park with Georges, the um, uh, yeah. Seurat painting, who has like the big bustled ass with the monkey and yeah. the umbrella. I went to costume shops in LA. It's the first time in my life I did pointillism makeup on my face. Oh, wow. I went out. And that for me was like really exciting. Well, I think it is so generous of hosts to kind of give you a focus or a theme of the mm, party to agree. like create the brainstorm. Because mm. when it's everything as at your disposal, it's a lot it's too much. to try to You like consider. that? I don't know. Like we got invited to a 1994 party what? this specific. year. Very specific. <laughs> They're ripping then off again, our 2004 party. Uh, My 24th birthday party And we just like opted not to go because I was like, I don't know. I don't. You know. What did you go as? You didn't go? We didn't go. We 94. That party. Is that Forrest Gump, I think? It's a good year for movies. Yeah. Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump. Yeah. It's a really, like... Everything. Nirvana, Dumb and Dumber, like, maybe? I think Dumb and Dumber's around there, and it might yeah, be 93. I don't know. But there's a, it is a, it's an amazing year for movies. Shaw, Shawshank Redemption came out that oh, year. I would have gone as Brooks. Noose around the neck, puttering. Where am I? <laughs> a dead, big dead crow <laughs> running your shoulder. Bucket of beers. Yeah. Little hat. Oh my Just god! I could do the bathroom all the time. <laughs> I could do 
Zeotwatenehu just me under a huge tree, like looking for Morgan. Forget it. Talking about hope. Yeah. That's so stupid. There are timeouts in football, and there's permanent timeout for Tom Brady and Giselle's marriage. The divorce has been finalized. They are dividing up the properties. Emphasis on the properties. Uh, They've got many. They have ones in New York, Miami, um, all over the place. And an insider was quoted as saying that the reason that they broke up was because Tom was willing to, Tom wanted to make improvements, but he wasn't listening to her. Mm. Like Giselle felt like she just like was, he was not hearing what she was saying, which I think is a very relatable relationship issue. He was willing to make improvements on his timeline. You know, it was all like, I'm, it's, yeah, it's a lot of talk. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm willing, of course. Like, it's like Tom knew what it sounds like. Yeah. It's like, it's like everyone knows they need, like, it's 50 50, and everyone needs, knows they need to do their part. But knowing you need to do your part and doing your part are two very different things. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I'll, I'll do everything I need to do, except I won't do that. You well, know, it's a meatloaf song. It's just like, difference. that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah something like that. <laughs> um, I just can't believe he's taken an entire shit on his career. I just feel like it's just really. Well, isn't that what broke him up? I feel like there's a lot that's kind of not being said about really why legacy. they got divorced. Well, do you think it's, there's more than just football? You can see it when you look at photos of him now in his eyes. You can see that he is going somewhere. He has like a pain. Am I wrong to say it? Because no. he's a gorgeous guy. Tom Brady is hot. I mean, forget it. And like now you look at him and it's like he looks a little haunted. Haunted is exactly the perfect word. Thank you. Yes, he really does. Um, the football thing. I just think she realized, you know what? S- something's gotten to him and it's not me and I can't bring him back. And it that was the end. My unofficial opinion. I also think it's that thing of him being absent from family life. He doesn't know how much he is missing. Like, I think part of maybe her saying, I don't feel listened to is her trying to describe all of the sacrifices that Mm. she's made, what it actually takes on a daily basis to keep their family together the way she has for so many years in support of his career and him being reductive about it or not really caring about like the nuances. And I think once you, I think have that, uh, poison resentment in the relationship it becomes really hard to come back from yes poison resentment yeah let's dig into that because that is really powerful yeah it's so sad it's such a bummer Mm. and it's it really and granted of course we have no idea what's happening behind closed doors but it really seems like if he just stuck with retirement it would have been okay or just like yeah prioritized his family and his wife prince harry announces the name of his memoir called spare he also shows us the That'll cover sell. oh my god oh my will. god it's gonna sell Hell does he yeah. need money yes uh this is a great question i'd yes. like to dig deeper he does should we go to montecito after this because yes. it's my first time in la i want to see the house absolutely yeah. like, she has a podcast he's running a memoir this is very like reality tv playbook this is but what they i don't need understand security about that's what they talked about in the whole oprah interview they've been cut off completely and Completely. like they yes mm. and they have like direct threats against them think about it like the amount of hatred toward Megan and then now Harry for leaving they have to have a home they have to have security that's all on them now and Harry was talking about that with Oprah he was like we are I am finding these jobs and I am now like I think he's he's running like a mental health organization he and Oprah produced this whole thing they have Archwell Audio cuz he's like I'm trying to provide for my family I it's, respect uh, it I respect it it's um it's interesting to me the whole, it is uh, fascinating. the whole arc, which is not yet done, obviously, but 
it's like they got out of there and I uh, totally understandable reasons. I get it. I could see why he also needed someone to pull him out. Like, and that's why it works. But then I don't know to then come to LA, like she's not acting anymore. Fine. But to put so much of their business out there and especially given the level that we're dealing with, with him, he's arguably one of the most famous people on the planet. I mean, you can't argue with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just, I, I don't really like any of the Royal family. Um, I think they're all kind of horrible, but it is a bit nail biting. It's a little cringe for me. I have to be honest. Like her going right now on her podcast with the um, first lady of Canada, comparing their lives to each other, and I, this just happened. I think yesterday or something. That I was this reading week's about episode? it. Yes. Whoa. Do you listen to her I, episode? Mm -hmm. Is you it listen? Good? I've heard it. She's good. a she's a huge royal family. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, this. I, by the way, I was in London when the Queen died. We can talk about that. <gasps> but I've heard that people actually love the podcast. So she's good at it. It's a good podcast. Yeah. yeah. And and she's open. I respect it. I don't know how to put it. I'm just, there's a part of me that, and I'm a nobody. Like, I keep certain things about my personal life, you know, just like whatever family things out of the spotlight because I don't want to put every single part of, you know, my family's pain and things like that out in the open. And it seems like, and they're who they are and they're all about it. So it's just a curious decision is what I'll say about it. Not mm -hmm. what I would do. What do we think is gonna, it's what's going to be in the book? I hope he addresses his Nazi costume. I thought you were going to say nostrils. I was like, me he too. Nasty nasty, yes. nasty. Yeah. He dressed no. up. Famously. Yeah. Yeah. When? Oh, what? 15 years ago, like maybe? Yeah. At least. Lad. He yeah. wore, well, the two things that were like the moments were when he wore his Nazi costume with the armband. Uh -huh. I think he's addressed it before. And, you know. He's apologized for it. But yeah. I wonder if he would like talk about the experience a little mm. bit more or like kind of go in depth as opposed to just like the immediate reactive PR poker? mandatory. I just wanted to talk about the naked hot tub. Do you remember that? No. Well, there Carrying was the. Yes. Well, there. No, he wasn't it in Vegas, and then he did like a strip poker situation. Like, yeah. And then there was a photo of him that got leaked. Yes. Yeah. Naked in the hot tub, Nick. Mm -hmm. Come on. Good for Harry. I was in a hot tub last night. Where are you? Nude? I have a hot tub. Do you? <laughs> God, this life in the valley has really changed you. You own a house now, yeah. have a hot tub. Yeah. You're different. It was in Vegas, and it was in private. So. Okay. I mean, one last thing we can cover on the topic of abodes is there is a story on, started out on Reddit, but it's kind of caught on to the whole internet, BuzzFeed article, etc. This is a conflict between a woman and her now ex-boyfriend where she was in grad school um, and he was working, making a lot, a lot, a lot of money, living in a very swanky high-rise building in New York that where rent was 500K a month. Now, he was living in this building alone. 500K is no way, a year. 500,000 a month? Sorry, sorry. Okay. Was this Eddie Murphy sorry. wouldn't drop so that? Sorry. We were talking about how she was good at math last episode. Being good That's at like math MC is not Hammer the same money. thing as being good at <laughs> reading. Yes. Okay, 5K a month is cheap in New York, actually. I take it back. 5K is normal. Yeah. Okay. So, but 500K. Well, 50K, I would believe that. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So he's paying 5K a month. He's living in Manhattan doing his thing. And Basically, they make the decision to move in together, and he <gasps> says, like, you don't have to pay any rent. It's totally fine. Um, like, you're in grad school. Like, live with me, and then once you start working, we can figure out a way of, like, splitting rent propor proportionate to income. That sure. feels fair. Yeah, Love that. Seems they were doing reasonable. that. Mm -hmm. Then, I guess, after a conversation with some of his friends, they <gasps> were calling his girlfriend a gold digger and saying she was using was him. Idea. And so, out of the blue, he says, "I, you should pay half rent. I am... I'm seething. I'm seething. And a lot of, yeah, Half. a lot of people are pissed about it. At him. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think it like, it does lead into a really, a kind of 
nuanced discussion about like in finances, like how do you decide how to split the rent? Obviously, this is egregiously wrong. I mean, there's a talk about it in my book in chapter nine. Uh, I was just going to say chap- that. I was eight. like, why are we talking about this? It's in Nick's book, chapter yeah. nine. Uh, <laughs> that's chapter eight. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a really interesting. He's totally wrong, I think. Completely. Yeah. And I think it has to do with like managing expectations. And she was saying like, if he, we were going to s- share rent together, like I would want to live in Brooklyn. And it was Queens. his apartment, right? Yes. Yeah. And he'd been living there on his own before. <gasps> the whole time. Yeah. Let me say, to maybe have her pay utilities, to bring in groceries, you know, obviously she should pay something, Mm -hmm, okay? It's not like a free ride. But I had a friend years ago who was dating a guy who owned his house. She was also in grad school. She moved in and he charged her rent to pay to him to then go towards the mortgage, forgetting given the rent. Well, let me tell you why that's just a mistake on his part. Because in depending on what state you are, if she's paying rent... And the relationship doesn't work out depending on how long they're together. It didn't, by the way. It didn't work out. It did not work yeah. out. Yeah. Well, depending on her level of pettiness mm. and how good her lawyer is, if you're paying rent on something and you're in some sort of relationship for a long period of time, a good lawyer could probably get you equity in that house. Uh, she was not petty at all. Huge you know mistake. A hundred percent. And I have to say that when I found out that this animal was charging her, I rocketeered around the earth six times. I was like, why are you giving, first of all, he was a very wealthy guy. Not that, and again, like, I understand, I think that you should pay your pay for something, obviously give what you can, but oh, I really lost. So I actually hate that and she should dump him, my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no. I'm not going to get into like my Natalie's financial situation, but it was more like, yeah, we were, when we started dating, we had very yeah. different financial situations and I had bought a house and I was like, I wanted you here. Sure. You know, and certainly she, you know, we had the appropriate conversations and she, you know, offered to do things. And I was just like, that doesn't make sense given our situation type of thing. And maybe things will change, but like, I don't, you know, like it doesn't, it certainly, it doesn't make sense to split it. That's for sure. My God. You know, like I bought a house, I have a mortgage, like you, you add value by being here. No. You know, and, you guys, and so it was like, that's so nice. And it was like conversations like that. That's not to say that she doesn't, I don't, I, there aren't expectations that we both have. And, you know, she, again, she uh, adds value in other ways too. But well, like hello. to just, to just, uh, just to split down the middle, like are, are, how, how, un, how unsophisticated are you to not be able to have like a nuanced conversation about like your finances and, and everyone's situation, especially if it's your place and they're moving in there and you make more and you, and you want to maintain your quality of yeah. life and, and they're there to like help uplift that quality of life because you want them to move in. That was your idea or at least part of your idea. It's wild. And you don't want to move into their place. You don't want to downgrade and they can't afford what you can afford. So why the fuck are you adding stress to a relationship that doesn't otherwise need stress just because you're your buddies? Because you, you can't stand up to your buddies, your bros? And there's a part two to this, which is that when she was like, well, I can't be in this situation. I cannot afford that much rent. She was talking to her mom and her mom basically like generously offered to help her out and was like, the maximum I can afford is $800. So at this point, she's looking for her own place. And then her boyfriend came back and was like, well, you can pay $800 a month to live here. But this is after they've had this like weird. It's hard to to come back from that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like good luck finding a place in New York for $800 a month. That's not actually... Like by the Canadian border, like it's not happening. Yeah, here's what I learned. If I'm her, I'm gonna be like, I don't know, because here's what I learned about you is like one, like you're easily influenced by your friends. Mm. Two, you don't like, you you don't, uh, you're not a man of your word, so to speak. We had an arrangement, we had an understanding. You changed it. 
Like, and, and the understanding was things might change, but only if, if our situations change. Our mm -hmm. situation hasn't changed, but your decision has. So like, what, what's going to stop you from changing your mind in the future? Like, where, where are we at here? How old are these people? 20-something? Hmm. Remember? Oh. That's a good question. I don't know if they... I, I bet you'd be surprised. I bet, it, I bet they're 30-ish. They're like 56. It was an yeah. anonymous, like, re like, am I the asshole I Reddit this. post. I'm not sure if it love says. This. But is this not kind of similar to when Raven and SK were having the conversation? <gasps> sure, what she, that's what I'm saying. And she yeah. literally Transition. said, I, I like my apartment. I want to stay in my apartment. And even though you're moving to California, I think you should pay half of my rent. It wasn't even the, a new spot that they'd picked out together. Am I nuts for saying that Raven really grew on me? Oh my god! During Raven the wedding, grew on me. Well, are we allowed? Are we going to go yeah, into the show? Yeah, I let's mean, get we, into you, it. You don't have a transition like that, and not no. start talking about love is blind. Actually, oh, fuck you, it. because that was in my notes as like a seamless transition. That's why I saved this for last. <laughs> also, the people were twenty six <laughs> and twenty four. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'm like. I hope. I hope my. I don't parent the way I uh, employ because I clearly like pit them <laughs> against each other and. <laughs> But can I say I love how they speak to you, and you're lucky <laughs> to have these girls. You. No, yeah. And you're lucky yeah. to have these girls. That's true. I can see it. That's a good dynamic. That's I like great. it. Yeah. Just saying, yeah. Yeah, Raven grew on me. Raven, listen, listen. When she did the jumping jacks in the pod, I was like, "This I is." I was, I was done with her. Am I on planet? What planet am I living on that this is okay to do? Now, how things have changed. My mother calls him. I'm forcing my mom to watch the show. By the way, she hates it, but she's like in it. She calls him barista. When Barista was telling her about Bartice, <laughs> when Barista, she's like, what's his name, Barista? I'm like, sure. Sure. <laughs> when Barista was telling her, uh, and you know, you're on his over. side. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I've also, that's funny. I've changed my tune on him, obviously, as well. She has changed totally. Now she's like more mellow. She's not as full of herself as I thought that she was. I mean, even if she's confident, she's like missing that asshole gene that she had kind of at the beginning. And I mean, I don't know if we're ready to talk about that wedding yet, but I was so on her side. It's actually like it even surprised me. Yeah, we, there's no order. We're just talking. Oh, my here. God. It was uh, so good. Raven. <gasps> so, yes, yeah, very similar to you. Like at first it was like oh, Raven, superficial, like very like gross. Like it's like. And she's so pretty that you're like, also yeah. as, a, as a woman watching her, I'm like, oh, she thinks she's so pretty. You know, yeah, you have some, that feeling of like, oh. And as a guy, there's some manics. I'm like, oh, God, like, you know, just, you know, kind of, you know, gave gave you the gold digger vibes, mm. gave you the whole like, I'm just in it for this and I'm in it for that. But as the season wore on, I saw a woman who recognized that she, A, is just might be, see herself as different than others, which is hard to like, just have that realization to like in, in own that. Like it's I'm, lonely. Yeah. It feels a little lonely and, and you're not sure how you're accepted. Also more importantly, what I respected about Raven is she was very clear with her expectations. Mm. She knew what she wanted. She knew what she didn't want. She's also willing to compromise. Right. Like to me, like the wedding, right. That she, that was, that had very much like very Nigerian traditions. And to me, it was this like, you know, the math wasn't adding like Raven, who is seems like someone who's it's her way of the highway energy is how she kind of put that out early on. But that's not what it is. It's just certain things. She knows what she wants. Yeah. And she's very clear of that she knows how to value things that are important to her. And she also knows how to like give up like things that don't matter to her. Like, I'll go along with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, she she knows what's important to her, which in a lot of in a lot of relationships, a lot of people, a lot of people in general don't know. Mm. So she was able to say, like, well, this is important to you. Let's do this. Like, it's, a, you know, I don't I don't really care one way or the other. Like, I don't have a lot of traditions. You know, I'm not close with like I don't have a large family and things like that. 
And so like, well, I just think Raven is eventually going to really find her person. And I'm curious if her and SK are still together. I mean, I cannot see a reality in which they're still together. First of all, I don't. I, I have to say this. I was shocked at how much she warmed to him because honestly, I found him to be quite flat as a person. Like he was not, you know, she, she's quite, he's a nice guy. I actually liked him. I was really rooting for them. Let me start by saying that. And I love his mother. And I just, I mean, his mom's amazing. His mom is incredible. I loved everything. The traditions at the wedding. I enjoyed watching everything. I really felt honestly, not to sound cheesy, but it really made me love the show so much more that they opened up people's eyes to these new backgrounds and traditions and, and religions. And listen, should we get in? We'll get into Alexa in a minute because I'm not ready to talk about her yet. I'm not ready to talk about her yet, but I found him to be a nice guy. He's obviously what business school, right? Studying for his MBA. I think Mm -hmm. he'll be very successful. I just didn't see a spark between them. Even on that gondola ride, we're through the uh, back condo alleys of Dallas. <laughs> that gondola that was, ride. That was, that was wild. Come on. They and get it was the like, gondola. I'm going, where are they? There's like a, <laughs> they were in a man-made <laughs> pond in a, like an apartment <laughs> complex. Like, you know, the arch- oh you know, there's one of those like, like apartment compounds with all yes. these buildings. And then they, like, they dig out like a, a big deep hole and pour water into it. That's what they were taking. There was like the a guy barbecuing on. in his backyard. I'm going, okay, it this was is really romantic, brutal. but you know, they were like sweet to each other. So I enjoyed seeing that. I actually like seeing that side of her too, of like being soft and, you know, and letting him like woo her and everything. Cause she felt a bit, her walls were up for me at the beginning a lot. I felt, and I mean, just for, for what happened and I hope I'm not spoiling it, Nick, I'll let you tell it. But I have to say that watching it with my heart so open and so happy for them and seeing the dress and the mom and the family. And then I, my, my bottom fell out when the twist happened with their wedding. Not because, because his, his, his speech was, was, it ended up being so cruel. Cruel. I agree. It was cruel. It was cruel. How do you give a speech like that? He said, I love you, I don't know how many times. And then after he said no, like, you don't need to say I love you again. I, I don't, I, I mean, it, it, it felt really cruel. I was shocked. Because it because was so nice. Because the whole thing nice. is he's nice. It was so you know, nice. Like, it was cruel. Oh, God. <gasps> I, I get, first of all, I watched it at like three o'clock in the morning. So picture me, you know, wee willy winky hat, blanky to the chin, like laptop on my stomach, like watching this. <laughs> the way that I gasped. When he said no, I, genuinely, like someone punched me, and I don't react to reality TV like that anymore. I'm so burnt out, and it really pulled the rug out from under me. I was shocked. Yeah, especially because it felt like their whole relationship, he had been the rock and the one who was kind of advancing them towards marriage. So I think that's why where there was almost this feeling of betrayal because <gasps> it's valid to say I'm going to grad school in California. We don't have a plan. We have a lot of stuff to figure out before we get married. Like that's a valid thing to say in isolation but with his behavior it's like what but his whole logic was i'm a complicated guy i like complicated things this is us we're different than everyone else like he embraced that right and that ended up being the reason not to want to get married which to your point amanda makes total sense but like he gave this beautiful (gasps) thoughtful sincere speech that like at no point were you like he might say no oh my god (laughs) When he said, I do not, I'm telling you, I'm reliving it now like a war memory. I couldn't believe it. Your and eyes then, are glazing over. Really? Now I'm having a you moment. I'm going, wow. When And I have to give her a compliment because I thought that she handled herself about 
as ladylike yeah. and kind and the mom coming in and uh, them crying together. I was the best. I was crying. I was crying. Yeah, Raven really, <gasps> but the biggest turn for me. Yeah. I, yeah. But listen, let's be real. You think that these two had a long. Okay. Let's now get all this wedding talk out of the way. Did you see a long-term relationship out of this couple? For me, all everything aside, I did not. I don't think that he was uh, exciting enough for her. Sorry. Well, I guess it depends on how you rate them. You know, and like compared to the other couples, they were the second most boring. Do you want to no, say? No. Well, yeah. Well, they're uh, Alexa and a Brennan. Brennan. I love Brennan. Uh, they're the least toxic couple. <laughs> well, hold on a minute. But, I don't know if I agree with that. You think they're the least toxic? I think they're all toxic. I would say Raven and SK were for me the least toxic. I, why? I what, what's toxic about Alexa? If you're, if you're, I if you're mean, ready. Okay. If I'm ready, I don't know if I'll ever be ready, Nick. I don't know. Now again, I've always said about dating shows. I have so much to say about her, so I have to forgive me in advance. Yeah. But I've always said with like The Bachelor, it bothered me that they never had anyone who was curvier on the show, and that it was always the same looking L.A. extras. No offense, gorgeous men. Obviously, everyone's gorgeous in the show. But I appreciated with her, especially in a show that's about blindness and like not knowing what someone looks like, that they finally got a girl. She's a beautiful girl, by the way, but that she's curvy. And this guy, who I actually find quite hot, who's obsessed with her. Like that, for me, was one of the greatest things to see on TV. Now, let me add, she and I share the similar, let's call it culture, not faith necessarily, but we're both from similar family backgrounds, except she's rich. I'm not, not the point. And I just want to put that out there. My mom was like, did you see the house? I go, I did. They have a beautiful house. I mean, that house. Oh my God. But watching the way that she, she to me, and this is someone who like for me is representing my, me, you know, I'm looking at her through that lens. I find her to be one of the trashiest people I've ever seen on television. She kills me. She, listen, first of all, I'm sorry, because I feel like I was not expecting this turn. Really? I was not. (gasps) When she at one point is see, and her hottest shit father, let's talk about him. I call he's him. Hot. I call him Richard Schmier. Yeah. Richard Schmier. He does look like Richard, Richard Gere. Gere. And the and the hot stepmother. The of course shock of the year converted. You didn't have to tell me. You didn't even have to announce it. <laughs> I knew when my eyes opened up and I saw her. Who everything on her face is from the Frankenstein factory. She's so gorgeous, right? Looks younger than Alexa. Okay, so you have this cup. I'm obsessed with the, the father. I like want to actually see their oh, sex hot. tape. Are he's they hot. at a Home Goods here? I mean, I need to go see them. <laughs> I want to watch these two like get it on. I'm into it. Anyway, when she gave her grandfather and her father the middle finger at one point, she goes. They they said something funny, and she went like that to them. And I'm thinking, I'm sorry. No, that is very ugly. It's it's not something I would ever, and I didn't even like my grandfather, that I would ever, ever consider doing is give, throwing my grandfather a middle finger, even as a joke. And by the way, obsessed with Brennan, and I love that he loves her so much. So know that, like, I'm rooting for her in the long run. But what I will also say is, like, she's someone who, one of the worst things, thinks that she's funny and has built this uh, persona for herself that she's a funny person when actually she's not funny. She just laughs at nothing, and then has these friends who are also not that funny, but they make each other laugh about nothing. Nick, you know I, I'm right. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I Yeah. That's my take. I'm done. I, I never thought she was funny. I think she thinks she's the funniest one of her friends. What did you think mm. about when she went like full uh, like mama bear opinionated at the bachelorette party? And she was like, you are fabulous. I can't believe he doesn't She's see nice. that. Yeah. I, listen, you know what I actually love about the show is that all of them get along. I love at the right. party where they're friends. Like, there's no competitiveness. That Zanab and Colleen are friendly. Like, that to me is, 
That's why I love the show. I think it's like next level. It's evolved from your usual reality stuff, right? But uh, I, that I don't mind. I actually like Alexa, even though I'm I'm reading her to filth because I care about her because I want her to represent our peoples in a way that I'm not like cringing every second. Right. Because I'm also Jewish. And I think there is like the existing stereotype of like the Jewish American princess. Am I wrong? And I think there are ways. Is that, that the part that seemed triggered? She, yes. she played to that. I think there were moments. Yeah, I think I think and it's something where like I'm very sensitive of that. Like I feel like just as a Jew, when money stuff comes up, like I try to. Oh, I, it, there's I, a I, lot I'm of dizzy. stuff I'm going dizzy. on. I can't breathe. I'm like, oh, my God, especially now in this day and age that we're living in to have that like represent. It's like, listen, we my family eats out of the garbage. Okay. <laughs> We're raccoon people. That's a joke, too. But you know what I mean? It's like we're not. I didn't get raised in a house like that. I don't know you. I don't know. No, I definitely did not. And it's it makes me cringe. And then her attitude. So you must have really hated the conversation that uh, her dad had with Brennan and about like maintaining her lifestyle. Maintaining her lifestyle. Fashion Nova once a day dresses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You probably threw up in your mouth a little bit. I didn't love it. I mean, I actually think that. Because I'm attracted to the father, I let him get away with more is the truth. Because I'm like, you know, I mean, he's really hot as shit. Nick, I'm sorry. I've talked a long time. I apologize. <laughs> no, this is great. <laughs> got fired up. Brent, Brennan is hot, though. I love Brennan. Isn't he? Yes. Like, he got... You don't think so? Uh-uh. When you he don't let, think when, so? When he let his hair kind of fall a it's, little bit and it got a little little style, <laughs> he is hotter than you would expect. And I thought the uh, last night while watching, if he could just... He, he, needs, he needs a glow up. He needs to, like, go on Queer Eye. And and get like some style, maybe from Alexa. I don't know, but he, say, he needs to lose the whole like cowboy, you know, like Brennan. At some point, maybe he doesn't now, but at some point, he was walking around with a phone case on his belt. Oh yeah, a jawbone, one hundred percent, a jawbone, <laughs> like it definitely is some sort of Bluetooth. Yes, he's got a, his 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 face and his frame he's is good built. Looking. He's, he's got a lot of potential. High. If you put a really nice suit on him and gave him some swag and and gave him some like. He would, he's a smoke, he's, he's a smoke Contra- show. Controversial, controversial. If she were smart, she would give him a glow down. With a man like that, don't glow him up too much. You don't want to mm. all of a sudden, no, you know what I'm saying. Don't glow him up too much. That's my advice. As well, that friend. is interesting because Alexa definitely wears the pants in that relationship. Yeah, that's not a good look for him right there. Oh, I think he looks See, good See, I here. think he looks good there. I think he's hot. I just think we need to like trim the hair. Down, a a layer when it's like. No, yeah, it's, but the, uh, well, he's got so much potential. If you they, sh- if they put him in a hot suit and like shaved his head. It, it'd be over for me. Oh like, I'd be God. like, I would I would actually like... You want it like a buzz cut. He would look hot. I mean, he's, I find him to be the hottest of the guys by far. And let me just say that his love for her and her curves and everything else, for me, is pornography. Like, it is the closest thing on Netflix I have to porn. Anyway, it's so quiet in this room that I actually think I need to leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I just think that's so quiet in here. We're processing. <laughs> I need to no. go. I feel weird. Okay, well, go. I do feel like there's been so many times where I've had conversations <laughs> with like straight male friends where they've been like this I this idea of like an influencer, like very, very, very petite and small like yeah. version of beauty is not accurate to like what men find attractive. So I think it was it was like Introduce exposing a truth that exists. Introduce like, me not... to these guys because in LA I never Say met that these again? people. What, what were you saying? Like I was saying, I feel like I, this was mostly in Chicago and Boston, so uh, maybe does not apply in Los Angeles. Um, but like when I've been talking to straight male friends, like a lot of times the sentiment of I don't want someone to be as skinny oh, yeah. or petite as this like influencer beauty ideal that's being like sold to us I as like you should more. look like that. Um, like that's not realistic at all. And so I think this was nice because it was a representation of 
something that exists really prevalently already. Like he is not the anomaly. Like it is not yeah. like, oh, they finally found a guy who likes curvy women. It's like there's Thank plenty. God. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm crying watching it. I'm like so happy for her. And I, this is why I love Boston. I, I go to Boston. I'm I'm a 10. I need Love is Blind in that case next season to put on more curvy girls. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, really test out this theory and see totally. what happens. And like curvy men. Like 100% agree. Not, like yes. I think part of the reason that it's curvy so men. easy. Mm, I don't love that. I'll be honest. Like a bigger guy. Curvy. <laughs> what is I, When you said that, and my curvy. first thought was, what is that? I couldn't. Like moves. Like, like hips. And when a man has a hips. A nice hourglass figure. <laughs> and if you're out there. Curvy man, we yeah, love you. We but love I just you. Did, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah, I, I was like, is that a thing? <laughs> well, I was gonna say like like men who live in larger bodies. Sure, okay, that's like, beautiful. Love that. That's love beautiful. It. Love it. Yeah. But, yeah, some men have hips. Some men do have hips. Mm-hmm. Back to what I was saying last week. I, I do, like this the 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 physical conversations around uh, Nancy and and Zenob. Very weird. Bizarre. Nancy is actually fit. This is what I don't get with Nancy. She, you know, she's a fit. She's accomplished. Nancy kills me because Nancy's like. Trying to get this man to love her. She's the most put together person there, right? By a mile. She owns property. I'm yeah. going, what are you up his ass for? And she get can out dance. There. She can dug it. Did you see her at the bachelorette party? Yes. She was just like, she had moves. Oh it my was, God. It her laugh great. annoys me. That's the one bad thing with Nancy. Her laugh grates for me. But otherwise I like her. I want you to do like a breakdown list of like scores of like who uh, has which qualities. What does the laugh deduct? Can, it's, like, it's why I have social problems. I'm fascinated. <laughs> this is just real. We're yeah. on season three of Love is Blind. It's been relatively... I would say relatively to like hugely successful. Very successful. I understand that when you have like a season one of a reality TV show, even if it's on a Netflix platform, you're not really sure how it's going to be. And I imagine the budget might be, you know, minimal. Yeah. But what the fuck with these bachelor and bachelorette parties? Like you, you couldn't like what I really wanted to see was a full out bash. And I wanted I wanted like a one night of Temptation Island. Like I really wanted yeah. them to I wanted them all to be like in these huge parties. They had these really pathetic parties where the, the five girls and the five guys were when it was like them hanging out of the pool by themselves. Like this is the most pathetic bachelorette party of all time. And they bad. eventually went to like a strip club or whatever. But I really wanted like some blowout, not some cheap and they went to a rodeo and like I, I really half chasing. Yes. I wanted some like real I wanted them on a yacht and I wanted them to like to bring in like like just like models that they and could I, like cheat with like the Maury Povich thing yes remember you know backstage 100% I wanted yeah. Cole to get drunk because he's always fucking drunk and I wanted him to make potentially some terrible horrible decisions like why couldn't we make this happen I know why could there's not a budget for that after like a couple of hugely successful seasons maybe honestly my only thought is that it would complicate things too much like if Cole would like make out with a stripper that night that's an extra three episodes you know what I mean? Like, it's almost too much excitement for the show, maybe. I also wonder if they weren't confident enough in the couples yet. Were they like, of course, they probably want some successful couples who have a good marriage. And so, like, there's just like Brennan and Alexa are the one, like the one couple that's on really solid footing. So I wonder if it had been like more like rock solid, good to go. They probably would have like pulled out I all mean, the big stops. I guess. But like, you know, like, like The Bachelor, Love is Blind. I think you only really need one success story. Mm. Do you really need... We don't have anyone from last season. They all got divorced. I know. But on so Love is like, Blind? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to lose hope? <laughs> I, I'm not basing my hope on love, on the success of the people from Love is Blind. And they still have... I think they can get three or four seasons out of their original couple that's still married from season one, right? They're, aren't they still together? 
Who is that even? Is it like Lauren and Kate? Oh, yes. They're all, so cute. All more to the Cam. point that we don't even remember who they are. No, it's they're not, sweet. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I Lauren bet. and Cam. I bet. Uh, I what's your prediction? For yeah. what? The other three couples. Is it three or four? I think it's three. It's Matt and Colleen, Cole I, and Zainab. It wouldn't surprise me if they all three end up together. And then wait, and then Bartis and Nancy, because we have a cliffhanger with that. Bartis and Nancy are definitely saying yes. Oh, boy. Only because they're not going to have back-to-back nose. Okay. <laughs> I don't agree with you. You think? <laughs> I don't agree with you. I think- Nancy I might think, say no. She, I think Barista- No. Nancy is never saying no. She said, she said I yes. will not say no, no matter oh, what. That was I the think, cliffhanger. Oh, he's totally saying yes. But Batiste is totally saying yes. Why do she you think he's yes. saying yes? Honestly, I think he's easily manip- manipulated. Okay. I think he has a low self-esteem about himself. That's and true. I don't think- you know, like he's obviously him and Cole have gotten a lot of criticism. Look at like Bartiz's dad. Did you? I'm assuming you liked him. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like we have to remind ourselves when we watch The Bachelor Love Is Blind and we you go hometowns and we see the parents and we always like love the parents, even when like the people we don't like and we think they're pieces of shit. You're like, well, their parents are nice. Well, keep in mind, like Bartiz is a 25 year old, yeah. you know youthful guy who's thrown in this really toxic kind of controlled environment and he's not set up for success. This is not to make any excuses for like some of the crazy shit he says or like how he projects his insecurity. But I think how I like label Bertice as someone who's constantly just trying to prove to, I don't know who or what that he is like special or like he is like, I think he's enough enough or, and so I think he really wants to prove something Maybe even to himself, and I think he's. I think the producers can get him to say yes. Um, well, first of all, I my whole thing with Bartisa makes me laugh is that he clearly was such a dorky kid. Like he obviously was a dork. You can tell even when you meet his friends. You're like, I get it totally. I yeah. mean, and no judgments. But why I'm saying that is, it's so obvious that he doesn't want to be that guy anymore, and that now he's trying to be hot, Mister Mean to Women, like Ladies Man. When that motherfucker said, I DM'd you yesterday about this but nancy was chewing food and they were i don't know i don't know what the fuck they were talking about Mm. and he goes completely unnecessary to his fiance i mean like i understand like make a joke i understand the joke but he didn't do it for a joke he did it it was like in it he did it to like project like he was some cool hot macho guy and he said so i'm not i'm gonna say this how i not normally say this uh, swallow, then open your mouth. Oh my god, I remember that. And it was just so grotesque because obviously, oh like, god. open your mouth and swallow. Yeah, yeah. And him needing to say to his now fiance that normally what he tells women when they're on their knees about to suck his dick, yeah, you yeah. know, like he says, open your mouth. But that's what <laughs> that's literally what he was saying. Yeah, he was literally saying, I usually tell women to open their mouths and swallow, but for you, I, like, I'm going to be a gentleman here. It's like. He was trying to be funny, you know, that, and he was trying to be goofy, but it came, a from a pla- it came from yeah. a place of trying, he wants to sound cool so bad. I know. Kind of like you were saying that he will say these off-putting things in the spirit of just trying not to be a dork. And I believe that he doesn't believe that Nancy's hot enough for him. He never has. Let's be honest. Which is insane. When they she make- was at the bachelorette party, she looked like a babe. She's like a Selma hayek kind of a look. I'll say this. They make no sense to me as a couple. First of all, she, to me, feels like his mom. Like, I don't, I, there's big mom-son energy there that I just, some people like that. I think it's weird a little bit. Um, Do you think they're more or less compatible than Cole in? Oh, Zenab? wow. Because to me, I've never, seen a, I, I've never seen a more incompatible couple. Poison, yes. poison. 
poison for each other. Wait, did because you know here's another one who I kind of changed my tune on is Cole because I started the show really disliking Cole and my dislike for Zanab has grown. So now I like yeah. feel for him. I'm like, God, to imagine being stuck with this sourpuss the entire season and trying to have fun with her. And she's she so lost, annoying. She lost me when he pulled out the Nerf gun and she lost her shit. That was wild. And you know, like Cole's the problem with Cole is he's like, I think I said this last, he's the bad breaker ever from Seinfeld. He like will name call. Like when he started calling her like bipolar, like immediate L, like you're yeah. immediately, you're the asshole. You know, like there's no defending that. Like you're the person who every time you get in a little bicker, you do the whole like you just say name. You just calling you you call someone a name and like you're just that that that's a, that's a he's immature. He's yeah, a he's, child. He's immature. He's a I child. Mean, he's a small person. When you name call like that, just because you can't find the words, you mm. suck. Nevertheless, Zenob, like what the fuck? The guy's just trying to have some fun and goofing around, and you are you you like he has a point. You do seem to complain about. You know, like, you know, that's the thing. We're not always getting the context. And like, to me, that net Nerf gun moment proved to me that he is, that Cole is not crazy in his frustration yeah. of her taking exception. Because like, that's the thing. Like she was painting this picture of if you like, if you want to just be a boy and just goof around all the time, there's plenty of women who can do that. And that's a fair criticism for someone who's dating someone who's completely, totally immature. And yes, he might do that. But like, Complaining about someone who just like wants to goof around is not the same thing as like so wanting someone who's mature. You can be mature and be playful and goof around Obviously. and be a clown all the time. That, those are two separate things. And she seems to like want to, she want they, they, that's why they're so incompatible. They both just want to change the other person into someone that they're not. I feel, and I don't know if you were going to say this, so you can agree or disagree. I feel like because of her very, horrible, sad family life, which I have sympathy for her about losing her parents at a young age. Can't, you know, I don't know how to even put this, but I just feel like she is, has like a well of sadness that is very evident when you're watching her. And I think that the way that she sort of computes that sadness is by being just like that kind of a girl. Like she doesn't know how to let go a little bit. Like she's a bit, I actually really, uh, I feel for her. So I don't want to like come down on her too hard, but what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say that, yeah, and even looking at before the Nerf gun moment, like the context was that he's trying to cook for her because she's always cooking and he's trying mm. to listen to her and do more around the house. And she comes in and starts criticizing him. And I imagine for her, what's going through her mind is she's like, you fucking kidding me? You don't even know how to cook chicken. But for him, like, I feel like that was probably a little bit vulnerable, like yeah. trying to do his best. And that's and then it's when she like comes in and is like, well, I guess I have to do it. That Then he goes to the Nerf gun. So it's like, I think it's he's responding with immaturity in moments of like, I think a Attempting to be vulnerable or mature and then getting shut down and he reverts back to like boy sex. Totally. And yeah. it's very relatable. I mean, I think a common, I think th that fight, I think my guess is will be very triggering for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of women relate to Zenob in that moment of like, just fucking like grow Stop. up yeah. and just like, can you just help and like, just, I don't want to parent you. And then there's a lot of men and I've been in these relationships where it's just like, can, like, stop picking me apart. Just stop, please. Just like throw me a compliment. Say say something nice about me. And a lot of men have been in those relationships too. And it's not to say that Cole hasn't been an asshole to Zenob. So like, you know, yeah, we, 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 we've made that clear. But like, I'm just saying in relatable contexts, like I think these are very relatable situations for both men and women in these relationships. And I think they're both equally at fault. 
to to our point because yeah, the cooking part is just like let them cook. It's not going to be as good as you, and just say thanks, and say you know that was really nice. And like, there's a reason why I'm the chef in our family, and Nally is my shoe 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 chef. She shoe chef. Shoe, shoe, I can't I can't talk. Uh, I can't say my, my shoe 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 chef. Sue chef. Sue? No, not, that's a nightmare. Sue. Sue there chef. is something Sue? called shoe. It's like that dough. Sue I know chef? this from Top Chef. So anyway, I'm the cooker. In, I'm the cooker <laughs> in the family, and she like. She she cooks some things, but I'm the chef. That's nice. And it's fine. We know it. I like to cook. I, I have a certain way of doing things. She lets me do it. She helps with other things. Sometimes she has a meal she makes and it's great. But like ultimately, like I like it. I enjoy it. And I'm not gonna complain about her not cooking and, and, and when she wants to do something, I just shut my fucking mouth and enjoy it. You know, like I don't understand like the the, the constant like badgering like couples. That's need to how she communicates yeah. because she's unhappy. So that's what I'm saying. Like she's she's dealing with something that doesn't even have anything to do with him. And because he's not the band-aid that I think she thought getting into a relationship would be for her of like filling this horrible void that she unfortunately was put in this position of having. You know what I mean? That I think that she really comes down hard on him because of it. And it's also probably so triggering to not feel like taken care of and sufficient because I think she's had to become really self-sufficient like dealing with that kind of loss and so now it's like her marriage is the opportunity where she finally gets a goddamn teammate like she finally mm -hmm. gets someone to share That's the load it. with and to walk in and be like this guy are you fucking kidding he can't even cook chicken like it's probably really triggering why are did Nancy and Zena decide to get engaged to boys they knew that they were boys when they were in the pod, they were talking about age. I'm sure their lack of maturity came up in the pods. You know what I'm saying? Because, I'm just going to throw this out there, I think when you're in the pods, and we saw this with Colleen, you're just so desperate to have anybody say, I love you, will you marry me? I don't think they cared if it was a 21-year-old or a 58-year-old. They just wanted to get the validation that my personality is charming, is good, you connect with me. That's the whole show. The show is... How can I validate myself? And it, was it worth it at the end getting my heart ripped out of my body? Yeah. You I've know? never seen so many people, like what Bertice does this a lot, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I wonder honestly if it's the, if, if it's the cast or it's the show mm -hmm. kind of like, do you guys love each other? Because they're always weirdly saying, but I still love you after like every fight or every conversation, you know, but I love you. And, and then Bertice does this a lot. He says, I love you. And then he'll add in like another word, like like a like a lot. It's just like it's he's oh he's always trying to convince himself. Every yeah. time Bertie says "I love you," he adds a few other words that make me think that he's audibly trying to like really convince himself because he doesn't love her at all. Like, who who do you think is actually in love? Girls, <laughs> who do you think? I mean, I yeah, Brennan, 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 head over heels. Do you think Alexa loves Brennan? Um. I do, although she's so like, I don't know. She's so over her. I'm like, she's so like, yeah, I fucking love you. It's just like, oh my God. Like, do you have, what's going on in the head? Do you think that, do you think she, it's just like a hard candy shell that she has and she just has to like let go of that and maybe there's a, like a nice, you know, like it's sweet a, girl in that, there. Yeah, it's just like a front she puts on because I'm like sure. that's how she, that's how she's connected with people or. Matt and Colleen are just like, I mean, it's like <gasps> Matt and Colleen are like the the Genevieve and Aaron of this situation where you're like, are they fighting because they love each other? Or are they just so no. not compatible? I'm sorry. Matt is someone who should not be allowed on television. He gets so 
pissed, his thin little lips get even thinner and he gets so angry at her. And it's, I'm sorry, it's inappropriate. Yeah. It might, I, I'm always careful about- You can edit this out. No. I mean, <laughs> like, you're not alone in this opinion. I know. It's just, I know how reality TV works and I know the power of a good soundtrack and I see what you're seeing. It's just, I do think in these hyper-escalated situations, people do have a right to get mad. He clearly has, he's a man who needs a lot of therapy. Thank you. He's definitely a man who's not ready to be in this type of atmosphere. That's for sure. Thank you. Uh, what I found, like this, the episode eight opened up with, you know, the last week we went through seven, that cliffhanger, when I thought it was like the funniest line that no one really seems to be talking about, where he was like, it's 2.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. Where she, could she be? I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> At the club. But then, going to the club. But oh it comes God. out that he was nothing, invited. Nothing happened. It was nothing. Yeah. It sounded like, well, it was also unclear. But it just felt like they were drunk and had missed, like, I don't know. Like, they didn't hear that, certain things. And he made it seem like, yeah, it made it seem like that whole, he was black out drunk. Yeah. yeah. And you know how people can look black out because drunk and not... Look she was drunk. like, I, yes. I FaceTimed you and told you like X, Y, and Z. And that was never part of the conversation. That's problematic. Yeah. He Am I right? That Am he I... forgot. Yeah. No, you got it okay. exactly right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very reactive. Yeah, there's definitely some major red flags. He worries me is what I'll say. And I also think that, look, I mean, Nick, you can maybe speak to this because you've done these shows, right? Not the same one. But sometimes I do feel like people go on the show because they're so desperate for companionship and to find love that they're willing to over. I mean, this is also just regular dating without television cameras around. Let's be honest. It's just dating, maybe that they're just willing to overlook so, so, so many red flags and all of these horrible things to have like the happy ending story. And it's hard to watch. Sometimes. Yeah. You know what the show needs to do to uh, give itself some more credibility? What's that? A, a couple, one of these couples needs to break up before the wedding. Oh, would be because great. to your point, it yeah. just looks like no matter what happens, they're just trying to be on TV till the end. And there's no like, there's no moment where they're like, I can't actually do this. This is nuts. I realize I've got like, it does. There's, it, there's, it, there's no real world where none of these couples haven't got, not one of these couples have gotten to the point that's to say, I already have my answer. Yeah. I can't do that. And I understand you have a show. So like have six couples and have one breakup. I don't know what you need to do, but like that would offer validity to the show to that. Like some of these people are actually trying to figure out whether they want to be together or not, because all we are is just like now, now with some of your fights and they have these like, and they all like, Oh, we're fine. We're now we know we can work through problems. That's how they're selling it to us. But like some, one of these couples already knows they hate each other. You know, and maybe multiple of them. And it would just offer some validity if they just showed one of these couples breaking up prior to like putting on the wedding dress. Can I say one thing? There's a show in England that if you have a VPN, you can watch. So it's like it takes a little bit of legal this and that. But there's an American version of it, which is good, but not as good. Married at First Sight UK. So the American one is like kind of run of the mill. I mean, I watch it. It's cute. The British one is absolutely psychotic. And a lot of the couples do break up before the final decision. In fact, that's kind of the whole premise of the show is every week they decide if they want to stay together or not. But the people that they bring on are like these chavy, like self-tan, just these animals. I mean, it's the funny. It's literally one of the best shows on television. And they keep all of the couples in the same apartment complex. So sometimes there's cheating going on between the couples or there's – it is – genuinely America needs to learn how to do reality like the Brits because the Brits have absolutely no bottom. They're like, whatever you want to do, go for it. You know what I mean? It's, it's very refreshing and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's my little tip. I, 
yeah, like I said, bachelorette party. There, there yeah. should be a scandal. Oh, I 100% Someone agree. Someone should be fucking somebody. At oh. least a kiss. Mm. Yeah. I want some good old-fashioned cheating. Also, how did Zeneb and Cole end up with the absolute worst apartment out of everyone? Oh, they did have a shitty apartment. They're like yeah. on ground floor. Like in the parking lot. The gondola is in the like, back. Literally, they have the worst apartment out of everyone. I think Cole did this for for fun. For, for fun. sure. Yeah. For fame. Yeah, for fame, for attention. Clearly had suddenly had some sort of tragic breakup, and this is like some sort of rebellion thing he's doing. Mm. And he definitely like, yeah, there's just no way. Mm. I feel like in 10 years, he will maybe not be ready to settle down. No. Like the 26, the real estate energy, like all the like the Nerf gun, the like, are you bipolar? Like all that stuff. I'm like, that's going to take a while to like mature up. Does he not give you Hayden energy? Bachelor Hayden? Sure. I mean, yeah. But he just gives, like, like they give you frat boy, immature, yeah. probably the golden boy in their family. Mm. You know, got their a lot mother of- loves And also, mother he's loves, really yeah. cute. Like, you have one conversation yeah. with Cole at a bar, you're like, oh my God, he's charming, yeah, he's, he's funny, he's smart, oh, yeah. he's hot. Yeah. R- great first impression. Totally. Yeah. And it's gotten him really far in life. Well. Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> that- It's everybody. Yeah. I feel like with both Cole and Zenob and then also with Bartice and Nancy, like the men are using this language of like, can we grow attraction? Like we're working on the attraction. Like it's this thing to overcome. And I don't think I could be with a partner who used language like that about me. Can you me. even imagine someone oh my saying God, that? No. Saying, no. I'm working on the attraction to you. Well, you know, a lot of the experts say, because like, you know, if you go on a first date and you're not immediately like, I want to like jump this person, they go, no, go on like two, three dates, the attraction can grow. So that is something that is like terminology that is used because obviously when, you know, you have a mental connection with someone, it changes everything. But I agree. I think if a guy said that to me, I would be like, what? I'd be like, you know what? Don't even waste your time. You know, I'm so like, just do me the personal favor. Don't waste your time. We're good. Mm -hmm. Well, that is, I I thought about that because, you know, this is the- Keep it inside. It's literally the question of the show. So in fairness, like, it's it's the premise of the show. And I, I do find it interesting- it, it kind of showed like in real life dating, you know, like Nancy and and um, Zenob are kind of the same, specifically Nancy. And I think Nancy is a lot like there's a lot of women like Nancy out there mm. where Nancy is someone who she's like, I went through this like courting process with you in the pods. And that was like this emotional thing for me. And I made this crazy decision to pick you. So nothing else matters. You know, like. I've just, I'm going to be loyal now. I picked you. We picked each other like old fashioned, old school dating. And you see that with a lot of women out there. Like, and I think part, and again, this is not blaming anyone for putting up with bad behavior, but like, I think there's a reason why people who like decide to just, you know, romanticize a decision, like they romanticize the, what we went through and we fought for this and I picked you or you picked me. And there's like a lot of unnecessarily and unearned loyalty in like relationships out there and that people will give people. And Nancy is one of those people who, who does that. And I think it's a very common thing in a lot of relationships where it's just like, not, like, where is it coming from? Like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like, why does this person deserve this loyalty? You're so freely giving them just because like, 
you made some like silly promise together. But that's why she to me is an idiot because watching her like beg him for appreciation when actually he should be like kissing her feet is very frustrating She's to watch. so out of his league. It's not even funny. Yes. It, it's frustrating. She has her shit together. She's super sweet. She, you know, I mean the poop thing in the bathtub, which I know was an earlier episode was a little bit much for me. And I'm someone who talks I missed that. What was that? What? When she was in the bathtub with Bartise and she was like, has she clogged someone's toilet? Do you not remember this? I miss that. I she vaguely... clogged the toilet, but what did that have to do with the... I probably oh, blacked out. You they were in the tub talking. No, oh, no, no, no. No, Nancy did not shit in the I tub. Was like, she took a huge dump in the tub and yeah. I thought, girl, you're better than that. Don't <laughs> Wait, do that. with Bartise? No. No, 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 but they were sitting in like a romance, like a couple's tub. Uh-huh. And then she told a story of how she clogged a toilet and how she had to like use her hands to like declog it. it Sometimes yes. it happens. I mean, no, you gotta do what you gotta do. Fine. But like, no, you don't I, tell you that story. You don't tell the you story. You just don't tell that story like that. I'm sorry. And I'm someone it who's is like just crass. As, it I'm is crass. just as criminal as as saying I'm not a physically attracted to you. It's, Some I things agree. just don't say that it. That is not as criminal. No, I agree <laughs> with Nick. One, no, I'm sorry. Talking about you <laughs> scooping your own Thank shit you. out of a toilet while you're having a romantic moment in a bubble fucking bath. It is not the time. <laughs> with her annoying <laughs> laugh. With her annoying laugh also. This Ooh. is not the time. <laughs> that is a crime. Bath. <laughs> that is a crime of romance. I'm glad you're on my side about this one, Nick. Thank uh, you. Sorry. Like, you just don't. And I get everyone poops, but like... No. Nick hates poop. Well, don't expect me to want to like have the same feeling pre-story than post-story. Thank you. That's on you. You're going to tell that story. I'm going to think differently of you. I'm sorry. Okay. But as someone who sometimes tells some stories that I'm like, ooh, that was a lot (laughs) for pretty early on into knowing a person. Like... I think it was because I think she had a false sense of complacency. Are you talking about you or me? I'm talking about me. Oh. On a rom- in a romantic setting, in a romantic you tell setting, because like I'll that? tell you weird stories. Yeah. We're on a podcast. It's like whatever. Think whatever you want of me. We're friends. I'll say crazy shit on first. We're dates. friends, or like not even in like romance. <laughs> like when I'm meeting people, like at parties, like that's different. Although it depends dating. on what they're in there's a some... bath together. In a bath. And they're about to have a sexy time. But the point and Nancy, is, and Nancy wants to fuck. But the point yeah. is, a lot, they a lot, a lot. But they weren't just like staring lovingly into each other's eyes in the bath, like she holding hands. Hand. But You're wrong. she was on his lap. She was literally looking at him. She's but like, and joking. it's so funny. They were joking before. Nothing, it came no, up. he was not into it. Nothing will ruin a good hard on like a toxic thought. You know, and I will say, I, I, I empathize. hate when good hard ons are ruined. Like you just made me feel sad. You know, like you want to ruin a good heart on like, plant a seed of doubt or confusion, like stress. Why did I just picture Meryl Street in doubt when you said that? <laughs> I don't know. You want to ruin a good heart on? Picture Meryl Street in doubt. Then I'll get right rid of it. But like, I, you want to ruin a good I, heart I on? Say so the one, get on your knees and swallow. The, the, yes. sing, the single time I empathized with Bartise this season when he was just like, I don't know if I'm ready to like fuck all the time. She wants to like hook up, and I just have a lot on my mind, which yeah, I understood. You know, like deep. he wants you know, like if. Nothing will ruin a guy wanting to have sex and like him being worried about shit. But you know what? She knew that she had to get on that before the wedding because time was a ticking. You know what I mean? Time was a dickin'. She saw, okay, when is the wedding? In 10 weeks? However long. How many weeks are they together? She like just wants, she's like, I just yeah. want to get four. laid at least. Before. Yes, she's not stupid. And he's hot. Listen, I'm not like, I don't like him, but he's, you know, I, I hot feel guy. like Bertice has hope. I okay. look at his dad and I see Bertice. Guy who was a dork, you know, got got good still looking. Is over, dork, still is a dork. Still is a dork. But he's not comfortable with who he is yet. Exactly. But he's only 25. And I think this is a guy who maybe at 30 to 35 can become comfortable with who he is as a person mm. and stop saying and doing weird fucking shit. Let's hope. 
Let's hope. Cole, I'm less optimistic about. I think he will always kind of be a spoiled brat. He'll get away with everything. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder what the difference is there. Why Cole will stay that way. <laughs> and why Bartice won't. Yeah. This was great. <laughs> Are we missing anything? No, I think the one we covered the least was like Matt and Colleen, but I don't know that there was a ton to say. Mm -mm. You know what surprised me about her? I'll just say one thing. She always was saying how she's a ballet dancer, and I hate to say it, but like I didn't see it. I was like, she's, I just couldn't see it. And then when you saw her dancing, I was like, oh, she's good. So that's nice. Yeah, someone sent me a photo uh, or sent the vial files of her. Like she, she was good. She dances for the Dallas Ballet. Does she? Legitimate. Mm, That's amazing. Or she has, at least. And that's on admitting that we were wrong. No. We were talking shit about her ballet career. We, we were, were. Everyone See? else like had a regular job and hers was ballet dancer. And it was like. Mm. That's a job. She probably but, doesn't make a lot of money. But, but she also yeah. seems like she doesn't make a living off of it. It's not to discredit her ballet. Or maybe she doesn't currently. I don't know. But How do we get to a negative place? I was saying something nice about her. I'm saying she was good. Her teacher looked professional. I was like, okay, she's like really a ballet dancer. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Predictions. So for me, I 100%, I do not see Bartiz saying yes to her. I think that he's been sort of nauseated from her by the beginning. Uh, I think that he felt stuck with her from day one, felt kind of frankly embarrassed by her. Like even at that pool party where he was talking to Raven, you could see that he had a hunchback and her name was Nancy. Like he just did not love her. So I think he's saying no. Um, Cole and Zanab, there's absolutely no way on the fucking planet these two get married. And then Matt and Colleen... Honestly, she's for me kind of a wild card. I'm not sure. I think he's all in because, again, I think that he's like obsessed and I don't know how she's going to respond. And then Brandon and Alex. Oh, are getting married, obviously. Like, yeah. You kind of convinced me of Ortiz, but. That he's going to say no? Yeah. He is not saying yes to her. And if he did, he's a liar. Or as the Australians would say, a lawyer. I, if he said, he's I don't lying. think he's in love. I just, I think it would be, yeah, I think it will, he'll lie to himself and try to convince himself. And I, I don't think it will be because he's truly in love. All right. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. I'm excited uh, for you to see it. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's do some texting office hours. How's it going? Hi, I'm Grace. I'm 28. Hi, Grace. How can we help? So my ex and my best friend, both straight males, are moving in together, and I fully plan on visiting, potentially staying over. And I, in order to do that, there needs to be a conversation between me and my ex, um, because we have not maintained a relationship at all over the last two years. Um, so I just need your help figuring out how to start this conversation, where to start that. Interesting. So your ex and your male <laughs> best friend. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean? Like, tell me more about this male best friend. Okay. So I left college with like a really close group of friends. There's five of us. Um, two of them are married. One was my like female college roommate and uh, her husband now. Um, and then there's another guy in the group of friends. And then my other straight friend, um, the other guy is gay. But so Frank, <laughs> Frank is my straight male best friend. Um, we're very, very close. Absolutely no interest in ever being together. I'm tall, he's short. So there's like, whatever. Don't that um, but, <laughs> you know, there's obviously a lot more details around my relationship um, that ended at this point almost two years ago and why they're even friends still. You don't even know why they're friends. No, I do. So we broke up two years ago and th this was my group of friends that he, my boyfriend at the time got very close with. Um, but 
despite wanting nothing to do with me post-breakup, he remained maintained a relationship with all of my friends and specifically this one that they're now moving to a whole new city together. Interesting. And not your city? No, it's about two hours from where I live. Um, and it's far from, it's about an hour from where the straight friend lived and my ex, it's like three hours from his hometown. Did you start, uh, when you did, um, it sounds like he ended the relationship. I did. You ended it. Okay. But he wants nothing to do with you. He, (laughs) yeah, I ended it. It was really tough on him. The breakup, despite having almost no emotions for the five years we were together. Turns out when I broke up with him, he then decided to expose all of his emotions. Um, It was really tough on him. And I, not intentionally, but I did move on pretty quickly. Um, And again, despite it being two years later, I'm pretty sure just last week he went on his first date since we (gasps) broke up. So uh, it was definitely tougher on him than it was on me at the time of the breakup. But like the last year and a half of the relationship was tougher on me because I was preparing to break up with him. Gosh, for a whole year and a half. We were together for like five. Um, We lived together for the first three. And then I moved away about a year and a half before we broke up. And it was that (gasps) distance that eventually led to the breakup. Yeah. And how much are you hanging out with... The guy friend. Like, I mean, what's your big concern here? Other than obviously it sounds awkward, but like <laughs> practically what's, what are you, what are the situations you're afraid of happening? Um, I just want to be respectful. He blocked, my ex blocked me on everything. Um, So I, we, I, t- his birthday was last week. You'll be very proud. I did not text him happy birthday. Um, <laughs> But I've seen him maybe four times in the last two years. And he's like super avoidant of me, won't make eye contact. Even if I speak directly to him in a group setting, like he won't acknowledge me. And like, I probably will be sleeping on their couch if I go visit. Like I will be in his space, but I want to be respectful of that. Do you know that for Um, sure? Yeah, my friend is like very adamant about me coming to visit. um, Because they're it's a two bedroom apartment. It's where they're going to be living. And I mean, he'll probably be there. He'll probably hang out with us. Like if it's the whole group of us, like if we go to dinner, like, and I know that that'll make him very uncomfortable. I feel less uncomfortable about it. So you've had a conversation with the Frank, the friend about this. (laughs) Yeah. So just this weekend, everyone, except for my ex, we were all together for Halloween. And there I've asked them like over the last couple of months, whether we were making these plans, I've asked them to kind of like mediate a conversation and just be like, Hey, Grace is coming to visit. Like, she will be there. And they're like, no, it'll be fine. He'll be okay. But, like, I know him and I know that he won't. Like, if I walk in the door without any notice, he'll end his life. Like, this will not be. He'll completely spiral and it'll be bad. But I want to just, like, prepare him that, like, I'm I'm coming to visit. Well, I Unless mean, that's the bad thing. <laughs> well, I'm just a little confused by, like, he knows you're friends with these people, yeah? Yeah. Yes. I mean, then that poses the question, maybe, is he holding on for hope? That's, he's not, he's not doing that, is he? I don't think so. I, he doesn't, I don't think so. Like, I guess I'm only saying he, this guy chose, and I'm sure maybe they're friends, but he chose to say, you know, you you could be good friends and not good roommates, right? All the time. Yeah. Like it's a huge, like life lesson. Most people learn the hard way, but he's choosing to, how old is this guy? He just turned 30 last week. Okay. So he should be old enough to have learned this lesson already, but. He's choosing to move in with this friend who, a friend he Mm -hmm. knows is friends with you. Yes. I don't know if it's really your job to like, why, like, okay. Why are you worried about it? Mm. Okay. So, (laughs) the one of the reasons we broke up is that like, 
I did 100% of the emotional work in the relationship. And I recognize that this is me continuing to do that probably. Yeah. I wouldn't say probably. <laughs> I, feel like I just 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fair. Um, but even like we never really had like a full closure breakup conversation. Like it ended when I was living in a different state. And even when he like came back a couple months later and wanted to talk, I was like, no, like this is one, I'm kind of in another relationship. Like this is my boundary. I'm no longer taking care of you emotionally. But now that I know I'm going to be around him, I guess that that's that coming back up. <laughs> Yeah. Can I ask a question? Please. Yeah. So listening to the story, uh, I have sympathy mm -hmm. for you. My thing would be if I went to visit my friend and I could afford to, because I like you, I'm very sensitive to people. And I also I'm sure you feel bad about what happened and you don't want to be the bad person or the enemy, whatever. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't stay there. I would not sleep on that couch. I mean, find a Radisson, you know, uh, find a Ramada Inn. Like, just, yeah, I just Holiday would, Inn Express. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's and go for a couple nights and just because honestly, even though I agree, I find it very odd that they are living together, and I'm 100 percent on your side with that. I also just feel like that's the price now that you have to pay is not staying there. Mm -hmm. Fair, fair, that's and that's an opinion. option. And like, no, if we go as a group, totally right. that'll yeah. probably hap happen. Yeah, because like you don't need to sleep on their couch, right? How old are you again? Well, How old are you again? <laughs> I'm I'm 28, but I'm a PhD student, so I'm not doing well financially. Fair enough. Okay, that that's matters. Beautiful. That's context. <laughs> that's you know. beautiful. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> well, but, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, how much is a holiday? Let's. How much is a holiday in Express? Ellie? Sort of go find me. They're expensive, though. You know, let's, let's find out. That's it's why. hard. Like, it's really hard to find let's accommodation under a hundred. Or maybe go let's when the guy's look. out of town. Like, have your best friend say, "Hey, he's going to visit his parents True. this weekend," and then you go. You know, mm -hmm. I just wouldn't time it. For me, like, I would not feel comfortable sleeping over in that house. Not because of any threat or anything, just on an emotional right. level, I'm, uh, you know, well, sensitive. I, I agree with Michelle. To Michelle's point, that if you are going to have mm -hmm. any consideration to his feelings, that's the con that's where you start having consideration, is to, like, maybe I don't need to sleep okay. on the couch. Yeah. And I don't know your financial situation or whatnot, but, like, <laughs> you know, or maybe you just pick a weekend to visit when he's out of town. You know, mm -hmm. there's ways That's to try true. to avoid yeah. things. But more importantly, like, you know, at the end of the day, he is an adult. And maybe what you guys need is a good old fashioned awkward moment. Mm. You know, maybe you just need to, like, show up when he's there and let him mm -hmm. throw whatever fit he may or may not throw and just fucking deal with it. Because if he still handles it in the way that you fear he might then he's not in a place where he needs to be. And while it's not your job to get him there, it's also your, not your mm -hmm. job to tiptoe around this guy anymore. Like, he's your ex. You've been broken up for a long enough period of time that, like, quite frankly, you should be more or less indifferent about him. And you're not. Not in the way you... I mean, I think I am, but I guess you're... I. I am indifferent enough to be around him and like even if we went to dinner, but like I don't think you're like yeah. trying to like get back or anything like that. But no. I think you no, no, no. should just not care. <laughs> You know, not because okay. you don't like you, you care because you're a nice person, but it's it's just not your mm -hmm. it's literally not your job to care for someone who can acknowledge okay. that they probably cared too much uh, in the relationship and did the emotional heavy lifting. So like that, that's his journey, you yeah. know, and mm -hmm. if he needs to get therapy to get over you, then so be it. Not your job to tell him. And it's, you know, like he'll figure it out. But maybe. You showing up and him having this type of reaction you fear he might have might be the wake-up mm -hmm. call he needs to realize I'm not over her. And I, honestly, I should be. Because how long has it been? Yeah. It's been how long? Two years. It's been two years, right? And that's not normal, yeah. right? And right. <laughs> it's not your job to figure out. 
Mm-hmm. So if you want okay. to avoid the awkward situation, to Michelle's point, there's like a couple. You can just be creative, because right now you're mm-hmm. doing this. You're doing this thing that people do, where it's just like, well, I shouldn't have to not sleep on my friend's couch. Right. I'm gonna sleep on my friend's couch, and I'm gonna do this. And you're kind of being stubborn about it, and then you're choosing to like. Right. You know, be understanding in a way that like you would normally if he was your boyfriend, but he's not your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So now just avoid the Correct. awkward situation or don't like I'm fine with you not avoiding it and just mm-hmm. having him like deal with his own problems. It's definitely not your job to reach out and give him a heads up. In fact, like you sending some okay. sort of text to him, it'd be no different mm-hmm. than you sending the birthday text. You know, okay. like it's it's, uh-huh. it's not your job unless you show okay. up at the apartment and like. He walks out of his bedroom and you're like, and you thought you fucking blocked me. Like, I'm back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you like think about it. And he did the yeah. right thing to block you, by the way. Not you're a lovely person. No, just I saying for his hundred like, percent. Yes, yes, yes. Just for his own needs mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, it's just like the ghost of Christmas past or something. I don't know. Yeah. Also, maybe his friends are right. You haven't talked to him in two years. We ha- like maybe he will be yeah, fine. We've Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know. you're right. And also prepare yourself for the possibility he doesn't have the reaction that you have and that bothers you or your ego. Mm-hmm. That's something. Just be prepared <laughs> for that. I mean, be prepared for I've, him to be totally chill and you're just like a little like, why does this bother me? Okay, I could see that happening. Yeah. Almost certainly. If you... I love that. <laughs> well, like, like I said, I just found out he went on his first date and I like called my mom and I was like, I'm so happy he went on his first date. Like, and she was like, maybe he can finally look at you. Like, cause after the breakup, he like called my mom and like had oh, no. these deep conversations. Yeah. With but her. you're, you're also way too emotionally invested in this breakup that happened two years ago. Yeah. Pro- uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been I'm two ready years. To be I mean, I love that you're calling, but you are calling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're right. I get why. But I think it's important for you to recognize, regardless of why you are, that you are still emotionally invested. You still care. You shouldn't be calling your mom about him for anything. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Certainly not right away. Like maybe in the future, like you run into mom. Oh, by the way, you know, but not a phone call. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) this prompted a phone call two years after you broke up, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And they're they're okay. Well, so there's no text happening. Okay, no, no, no. Make my life easier. I like it. I'm down. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if you're, I think there's a party that's like disappointed. Can I ask an annoying question no, that I'm you not, can edit I'm out? Not. You can edit this out. I just am curious. What sign are you astrologically? I'm a Leo. Interesting. A Leo? Not what I was expecting. Yeah. Okay. What were you, what were you expecting? <laughs> well, I'm a cancer. I'm a Cancerian, and I thought you were going to be a Cancer because we're also very. At least I'm always very conscious of like how are we feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. I just got dumped by a Cancer, so. Oh, how did that feel for you? <laughs> oh, you you just got broken Absolutely. up with. Yeah. So even though I did move on really quickly, like it was. <laughs> I mean, that was an element of I, the story you left out, and I feel like that might well, just it, also be playing a role in you like mm-hmm. getting a little bit more invested in the ex prior to the ex. It's something to do. Maybe I. Maybe because I understand what he went through so much more now. See, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm glad I asked Where, that now. See, great we got question. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for me. All right. Uh, yeah. So we have our answer. You definitely do not reach okay. out to the ex. If you want to be, I'm down. If you definitely want to be mindful of his feelings, you can stay at a hotel or find a weekend he's not there. Mm-hmm. Or honestly, Go I'm a big it. believer in just saying fuck it. Face the music, see how he reacts. And if he acts badly, then you can adjust given his reaction and maybe not stay at his house in the future. But like, yeah, 
Also, this is not hard to just have your friend run it by him. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're if if they are roommates, he should give them mm-hmm. the old fashioned heads up. It's not just his place; it's it's your ex's place too. And like mm-hmm. you know, like you just be like, "Hey, I'm having so and so over," you know, like he should like you should make sure he runs it by them. They they owe him that because you don't right. have to do that. You can go somewhere else. And it would be a really okay. prick move of your friend slash and his roommate to say, "It's mm-hmm. my place. I can have you over whenever you want." He's just gonna have to deal with it. Like that's not a be- that's not a good roommate. Certainly not a good yeah. friend either. You know. Yeah. So. And so maybe you, the only thing you should get involved in is tell your friend to be a better friend to his friend, your ex. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. And that, and that, <laughs> that, and that, that should cease your involvement. She seems nice. Perfect. You can see you're a nice person. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> he didn't think I was nice when I dumped him, but I don't know. thank you. you. No, she seems nice. I can tell. You know, he'll, yeah, he'll yeah. live. Thanks. He'll get over it. He'll be fine. Uh, he, I hope so. He will. And he's probably better off than you are giving him credit for. I don't know if he is. Maybe not. I hope so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He but, just got a great job, which is why he's moving. So I hope. Oh, I hope send him my info. Changing. Actually, yeah. I love emotionally detached men. <laughs> he, if you're together for five years, he won't tell you that he loves you. So just know that. Wow. There. Perfect. <laughs> you're 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 yeah. you're not over it. Oh no. <laughs> I'm okay. You got your answer, and uh, I'm sorry about yeah, your breakup. Yeah. Fuck cancers. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about your breakup. Oh, you're, good. You're gonna be fine. It sounds like so, you're, it sounds, I'm okay. Yeah, I think you're gonna be just fine. Yeah. My skin cleared up, so that's good. Oh, you look great. There you go. Fabulous. Thanks. All right. All right <laughs> well, take you. care. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Noah. Um, and I'm 30. How can we help, Noah? Uh, so got a little issue. Um, I got married, uh, quickly after got divorced and then fell into kind of a situationship friends with benefits scenario with a high school friend, um, that actually dated my best friend in high school. Wait, hold on. This, that was so much. That was yeah, <laughs> so much in that sense. <laughs> Let me get my yarn out. And my... she understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really understood the assignment there. So mm-hmm. wait, you got divorced. Yep. Then got married quickly. No, had a situationship. Had a situation. No, so I I was in a six year relationship. Um, got married. Found out my husband was cheating on me three (gasps) months later. Wow. Okay. Um, by multiple, I got messages by from multiple women (gasps) on Instagram. Sorry, sorry, sorry that happened. Um, it's all good. You know, it was for the best. Uh, he ended up having a kid with his mistress lady. Like, two, uh, they got pregnant like two months after we split. So, by the way, that always happens. You know what, what is it with the fertility yeah. of the mistresses? You know what I love about I, yes. You know what I love about you right now is because like this story you told. Because I I genuinely believe that you're like you're fine about it, and you chose to look yeah. at that like happening is like a like a thank God it wasn't me situation, yeah. and like your ability to handle it is just a matter of perspective. So like, bravo. You Thank know, you. I just wanted to yeah, say that. Yeah, no, I, I try to move on from that really uh, seamlessly. And I didn't want to be that woman who was like super bitter after, mm. it, like my story is probably like lifetime movie worthy, but um, I'm trying to use it to help other women yeah. uh, kind of move past well, that. Listen, nice. so. the reality is shitty things happen to us sometimes. And yeah. we can either like be like, I can't believe this happened to me, or we can just accept it and move on. I know that's sometimes easier said than done, but you are living yeah. proof that like it's possible to just be like, I'm not going to let this get me down. So, yeah, good definitely. For you. Anyway, so then you get to end up in a <laughs> so, situationship. So yeah, so I was 
I, I had been in relationships pretty much all of my 20s and got on the dating apps for pretty much the first time since I was like probably 19 or 20. And like one of the first people I bumped into was somebody I knew from high school um, who actually was like the high school sweetheart of my best friend. So oh. that was an interesting scenario. I, I I ran it by my best friend. She's been married for forever um, and she was cool with it. Okay. But yes, yeah, so started there and um, we were kind of going pretty solid for a good while. Um, I you know, when you're in a situationship like that and having sex with somebody so regularly, it's hard to not let feelings get involved, right? And why and, just, Why was it a situationship? I mean, so I wasn't ready to hop into a relationship. Okay. He's, he works, um, he works as a fireman. And so Hello. he has weird hours. All right. Another and, twist thrown our way. Don't throw that. Don't just say that. And he works as the hottest profession in the country. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, go on. Have you ever I seen have, him lift a, a hose? I have a type. I have like <laughs> linebacker fireman is like my type. So it's it was, what a weird type. What that. a weird type to have. Very specific. <laughs> yeah. strange, what a strange woman you are. <laughs> yeah. So um so we just started. So he was busy. He's like, I want to focus on my career. He was moving out of uh, like basically like the state version of fire and wanting to go into municipal. And he was like, I really want to focus on my career. And I was what like, is, that's fine. I'm just not to diminish huh? firefighters. They're not they're heroes. But what do you why? Why is he incapable of focusing on a career and having relationships with people? I like I, I know firefighters. I'm not I'm unaware of something that's so demanding that well, they, they can't form. Cal, Cal Fire is uh, like, obviously, we have a lot of huge fires and totally. probably my my old roommate's boyfriend was same and uh, they're gone for like months at a time at some points. Mm. Okay. So they're, they're like when we had those huge fires a few years back, like um, my old roommate's boyfriend was, you know, doing he was gone for like three months. Okay. Just hopping from fire. So to fire. he's one of those. So, okay. Right, yeah. So he was moving over to Cal Fire over to he's trying to get into, you know, a city because better pay, less hours, all the things. That's interesting. But at the I love time this. it was fine. Forget the relationship stuff. I'm enjoying this educational story about firemen. I never knew all this. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah. No. So uh I was totally good with it in the beginning because I was like, well, I just got out of a six-year relationship. I don't really feel like hopping into anything, but um, I, my ex was pretty abusive. So my body shut down and we were never intimate because I was basically just getting sick from it all the time. And so I was finally like, oh my gosh, I can explore. I can, I, I wanted to have my fuck boy stage. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to do that. And I was like, all right, well, I found somebody I trust, found somebody like our chemistry was freaking off the rails from the very beginning. Just like amazing. Like I had never been with somebody like that uh until this point and so at the time it was great like we were we were gelling like things were great and then you know i think we both started getting feelings his from what it seems like from what i hear because like we have this routine where he'll come over we'll have sex and then we'll talk for like an hour and then we'll be like okay we'll see you later and then he'll leave but it's always like really intimate like talking about our lives kind of thing. So like it kind of formed this like odd 
very personal relationship and not just like, hey, I'm coming over and then I'm leaving. So from what I gathered, his last girlfriend really fucked him up. And, and I think he's a little bit scared of commitment. And I think it doesn't seem like he's fucking around. Like he doesn't seem like he's sleeping with a bunch of people because we'll get into this weird cycle where he, so he freaked out, called it off. And I was like, totally respect that. Fine. And you know, I was really, I was sad. He about freaked it out because and I was called really off starting the, the situationship, so to speak. The situationship. Yep. Okay. And then about a month later, he came back and he was like, I don't know. Like you guys have the text messages. It's basically the same thing every time. All right. So what do you want to like, what do you care? Like, what do you want help with? Like what potential texts are you trying to help? What potential yeah, texts so are you trying I guess, to send? Like, after you guys are reading these messages, like how, how would you suggest like moving forward? And like, do you suggest I call it off and just say, say like, Hey, like you either date me or you don't like, I'm not somebody who likes to throw in an ultimatum, but at this point it's like, we've done the circles enough yeah. for him to know whether know. or not he wants to be with me or not, or just call it off and be done. But Michelle, I have a feeling he's going to just come back around reading? in a month. I would love to do a dramatic reading. I have, I have so much are to you say. Blue? I'm gonna, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's blue. You're blue. All right, I'll, I'll be, be blue. Him. I'll be blue. Yeah. Okay, ready. This started on uh, in September so, 6th. Yeah, September 6th, 8.37 a.m. Interesting time. Yeah, he wrote the crack of dawn. Yeah, wakes up. He had, he had a dream. You confuse me. How? You text me a bunch of stuff and then not talk to me for three weeks. Laughing emoji face. Laughing. I'm sorry. You know you can text me too. I usually do. It's nice when you go... When you go after it. Okay, you have a point, haha, but it's also only been a week since I texted you, lol. To be honest, it was a little bit of a week, but if that's what you want, I can get more consistent. And as you say, go after it, because it's never like I don't want it from you. Sometimes it feels that way. This is a genuine question. You feel like I don't want it from you? Yeah, sometimes it feels that way. You just wish we'd be more vocal and speak up. Just wish you'd be more vocal and speak up. Every time I did, you backed off. You know, I wanted more sex from you for a long time, which is why we always ended up in this dumb cycle of on again, off again, on again, off again. So the reason I act the way I do is just to keep my distance so you don't feel pressured that I'm feeling that way again and also to keep any feelings out of the scenario. Keep it in the it's just sex category out of respect for you because you know, I know that's what you wanted. It's not that I don't want it. I'm so great. It's literally, it's the opposite. It's just trying to keep that boundary of the situation. And then, uh, that makes I'm more editing. sense, but you really, but you don't really tell me that. That makes sense to hear. I'm guessing you have meetings all day. Is what I said still what you want? What do you want? I'm pretty much free after 1.30. I'm enjoying the no strings thing, but I don't want to keep going if it's fucking with you. I'm fine. It's not fucking with me. I don't really have any feelings outside of the no strings at this time. I'm happy to text you more as long as you know it's not a feelings thing. Just didn't want you to feel like things have changed. It just doesn't sit with me well that there's a possibility you have to fight feelings and I'm over here in a different place on it. I feel guilty. I don't want to want to put you through. It does. He's not making sense. Uh, it doesn't sit sense. well with me that there's a possibility that you have to fight feeling. Oh, okay. I'm breaking up. I want to break up. And <laughs> I feel guilty. I don't want to Go. put you through something making you feel like you have to hold be yourself back. Maybe we shouldn't then. LOL. I'm literally fine, which is why I don't tell you this stuff, because now while you're in your head. I'm at that point and can catch feelings. I'm not some watery pushover. I was just giving you a historical standpoint. I love historical. Like, you know, Queen Elizabeth I, I added that, of why I act the way I do. I know what it is and have realistic expectations. Okay, okay. Stop being a baby. You shouldn't have said that. 
So. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just don't like being the dick in the situation. Been there too many times, so I'm trying to cover my bases and make sure you're okay. This whole conversation started with him wanting more from you. It's like he's pulling away from you because that is his attachment theory. And then you're like, I don't know your deal either, but it's like reading these texts going around in circles. I'm just like, either you two deserve each other or you should never speak to each other. I can't decide which side I'm on yet, but it's a bit, it's like giving me a headache. And I say this with love toward you. I think you're both lying to each other. That's well, I'm, I'm sure I, I, you're both I mean, playing games. I, I, you, you both care I about each other. I definitely am. You both, you both <laughs> care it. about each other and you're both trying to pretend that you don't care because you don't want to confuse the other person because you both want to keep having sex. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. And so... That's why you have a book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading it, by the way, right now. It's very, very I, good. Uh, <laughs> I am actually as well reading it or audiobook listening to it, but I don't feel like I'm taking in it as well. So I'll, uh, I wanted to make a book club, but that's an on another note. <laughs> well, I appreciate you reading it. Um, is it good? Do you like it? I do. It's, it's been really insightful so okay. far. Oh, Casual sex is still sex. There the great go. Nick Mile right yeah. here. Page 131. <laughs> yeah. You want to start your club there. I think you're both lying to each other. Yeah. And so like maybe you, first you have to decide what you really want. You've been like yeah. situationships. And this sounds like, you know, while most situationships aren't ever really mutual and they, they, they certainly don't end mutually, but sometimes they start mutually. And it sounds like this one had a yeah. mutual start of like, we're just going to fuck around and be fuck buddies. I, I would call it more of a fuck buddy situation than a situationship. I don't think situationships are ever good to have. So like once, the, once yeah. you start calling it a situationship, it's because it's a situation that you don't know how to deal with, mm-hmm. which is why it's a situationship. Before you guys were just like agreed upon fuck buddies. But now you're both developing feelings because you're human beings and you both enjoy each other's company and you're having a hard time admitting that because you're afraid of how that complicates things. And instead of just dealing with that and being mature, about it. You're both pretending the other person cares more than the other person because you don't want to be vulnerable. So yeah. since mm. you're the one reading the book and calling the podcast and listening and maybe more in touch with your feelings, maybe you should be the person that says, you know what, let's stop playing games. And first, I just want to say, I care about you as a person. I just want to put that out there. We've both been hurt by other people. So let's make a promise to each other to not do that. Even if that means having awkward and tough conversations, not over fucking text, because you're kind of mean to him over text a little bit. And I know he's annoying. I know he's annoying. I know he's annoying. But I'm just saying is if a guy who's clearly doesn't know how to express himself and I'm not making excuses for him by being a poor communicator, but like he's just not good at communicating. And it sounds like he has some baggage from past relationships and texting this kind of stuff is always a great way to misinterpret what you're trying to say and misunderstand how you guys are communicating. And I bet he like you calling him big baby. He probably took that much harder than he even wanted to admit right? Because yeah. he's obviously clearly being vulnerable and he just wants some answers. And he, does, he doesn't want to hurt your feelings, but also he doesn't want his feelings hurt, but he's having a hard time saying that. Mm-hmm. So I think right. you should just sit him down in person and not have sex that night and have a conversation, maybe take him out to dinner. At, Slow it down a little bit. They, I mean, they're having sex. They, they, they've she's had gonna take before. him out to dinner? I don't know. Just meet, <laughs> go for a walk. I don't care what it is. Sorry. I, okay, I just think on. you should like, it should be uh, like, a formal, like not a formal setting, but it should be in person and you should guys give each other the respect you des- each other deserve. Like the point yeah. of I say dinner is like you want to have a conversation. You guys are trying to communicate through these like at 8.30 a.m. when you're starting the day over like a one-off. Like, you know, you should yeah. really be like talk to the guy and just be a little vulnerable and to say, I care about you as a person. This has gone too far. We need to have a talk about what's going on because clearly this like reacting and then, re- you know, getting bored and coming back into each other's lives is not sustainable. And so either we yeah. can decide to end it here, but like through a, like a face-to-face conversation or maybe just put it out there and say, 
I care about you and I think you care about me and maybe let's just give it a shot. And I know we've been hurt before in the past and let's just, and we, we can't promise one another that we won't hurt, like someone might not hurt each other here, but we can promise to be faithful, to communicate, to be open, to be willing to have the tough conversations, even if in the short run we hurt each other's feelings, but we will always respect each other. We will be upfront. And if that's, and if we can promise that to each other, do we want to try? Because there is a lot of good here. You know, yeah. like we like each other. So like, but what we're doing now is just making a good situation hard on each other. And it, it probably just needs to come from you. But you need to be willing, you need to know from him that he's willing to do the work. You know, it sounds like a guy who could probably maybe benefit from some therapy and things like that. He can't, he probably can't do this on his own and you're not his therapist or his mentor. So while you should maybe like lead the conversation and like start this, like he's going to have to figure out how to like manage these conversations on his own and how to deal with this maturely. You can guide him through it and like hold him accountable for having like mature conversations, but you need, he needs to do the work on his own. Yeah. I, I tried, actually, I have had that conversation with him. This was probably last year sometime. And he was like, mm, not for me. And then he disappeared and then, then he came back. So I think well, I just need to, if that's the case, sit. then you can't let him back. That's right. Yeah. Because once so you I just draw need the- to have that conversation one more time and then just say, all right, if that's not what you want, then I'm done. And like, don't contact me again. Yeah. It's like, we had a good time. I respect you. But like, ultimately, like this, this has run its course and I'm yeah. shooting my shot here and it's totally fine if you don't want to. But like, this is only hurting both of us. And I respect you too much to allow both of us to like turn this into a toxic situation where both of us like feel like hurt and, and let on and resentful towards one another. I think that's fair. That's great advice. Yeah. Can I just say, Nick, you're great. <laughs> no, really, really good. I just, I'm very impressed. I appreciate it, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, it's real. Um, yeah, that's what I think you should do. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I got a text from him this morning, which, so. What did it say? What you think exactly what it says. Oh, so, you, just, uh, just tell me. He he wanted to come over. I would have been like, and you, I was you like, big baby, was, you big baby ass baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I think, Luckily, I'm traveling for work, so I was like, oh, I can't. Sorry, but uh, I, I think you should say, "Hey, it's great to hear from you. I would really love to talk to you. I'm back in town on a certain date. Uh, let's get together." Uh, but you're not coming over. But I want to talk to you. Like, let's grab okay. dinner. Yeah, it could be like, "Let's grab dinner." Okay, this is great advice. And but read those books, by the way, and Nick's book. I'm serious. I think it'll give you a little insight. Set some boundaries. Enforce those boundaries. Be kind. Be calm and uh, shoot your shot. Okay. Fascinated to find out this works out. So let us know. Good luck. I will. I'll follow back around. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Michelle, this has been lovely. Nick and Co., I had so much fun. Thank you for welcoming me into your beautiful town of Los Angeles. Can I plug my thing? Yes. We, I just took my show independent for the time being. So thank you for clapping. So if any of your listeners, we also give advice, lots of it. Uh, you can uh, follow me on Instagram at Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. But I also have, you're going to hate this, a Patreon, which I know is as bad as a Kickstarter, but it's Why Patreon. It oh, it's just annoying, but it's, you can Get listen to money. my show. I mean, I got to eat a lot. Patreon.com slash Mishkal. But we also have a podcast called Midnight Snack that is free it's a great show. as well. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You have to come on it. Have I'd you ever to. done it? Nope. Oh, that's a, that's not going to, that's going to change. Okay. Well, oh, that's not going to change. I'll hold you to that. Can you yeah. imagine? <laughs> uh, no, well, we need you on Check there. out all the things Michelle is doing. She's been uh, she's been doing great things for a long time. A fucking uh, long time. Can you imagine? But don't you think I'm looking younger and younger? Wait, all the lights go out. The show's done. 
I will say you look great. You look the I same. I think so, right? Okay, thanks. You look exact, and I and I haven't Such seen a, you in a long time. I know. So what bravo. a desperate way to end the show, but it felt right. I'm happy I said it. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> thanks again for having me. Michelle, it's You're a pleasure. You're a treat. You're such Thanks a treat. Thanks so much for finally Congratulations on, on everything, by the way. Likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget to send those questions at asknick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 